Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, well since um, Alex here is wearing his We Are All Alex Jones shirt, Don't Censor Me, I decided I'd wear my Halloween costume, which was Alex Jones himself. So I'm wearing that in studio with the famous um, Bill Clinton shirt that you can find at Infowars.com and a logo that was also on Infowars.com. Just wearing it for fun. Uh, so that's what we're going to uh, be for the next few hours here. And so what do you guys think about the upcoming guests? Do you have any thoughts you'd like to put out there? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, like what she's doing. We need more uh, pro Second Amendment people of all, you know, gender. Well, all two genders. Well, if they want to be mobile genders, I, I guess that's fine. It's on their pro Second Amendment. I don't really care. I don't care if you're a robot and you're pro Second Amendment. You know, no one's taking my AR-15. Hear that beta, 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 <laughs> beta, beta. Francis. <laughs> do you ever see that guy like how is he even running for a president like people will say trump's unqualified like look at this guy like he's had like duis like he can't even like he almost killed someone yeah he can't he probably wants to take away people's air 15 because he's not allowed to own one because he's like actually that bad like and he was in some sort of hacker group like talking about wax waxing his like buttocks and making Sounds all hot. these yeah, like all this other just disgusting like stuff, like like a hippie commune. Like, what is his qualifications? Like, he fa he was a failed presidential candidate in Texas. Like, he is a loser. And you know, what what good is he doing? He's honestly like I think it's actually good for our side when people like him, like, are honest and say, "Hey, we want to take your guns, the ones that you own, and we will take it with our guns." Mm -hmm. You know, it'll get people into action. It'll raise that you know testosterone off <laughs> of the right. You know, because there's all this stuff going on with the NRA. We're like, oh, you know, they're doing, and they are doing a bunch of shady stuff, from what I understand. Like, and you know, they kind of uh, cucked with a C. You know, like a cuckold <laughs> with, with the uh, gun ban. With not the gun ban, the um, what was it? The uh, bump stocks, like you know. So maybe now they'll be like, "Hey, we need to unite. We need to stop letting them, you know, push us around like little crybabies, and uh, actually, you know, stand up for our rights." So you know, he's like between him and Obama, they're very good, at, like actual salesmen for AR-15s. <laughs> yeah, they're the, they're gonna be the uh, best poster child for selling AR-15s. Like, listen, when I was eighteen and like Obama and stuff, they're like pushing for this AR-15 ban. Like, I, mm -hmm. like before that, I didn't really care for you know an AR-15 or an AK-47. But after that, you know, this, the day I turned eighteen, I went down to the gun show and I was like, "Hit me up, Scotty." <laughs> You know, beam me up, whatever. I, I, beam I, me up, Scotty. Yeah, and I came out with an AR-15 because, you know, Obama was such a good gun salesman. Mm. You know, thanks, Obama. <laughs> he didn't give me a piece of crap. Like, you know, I don't I don't trust Palmetto State Armory anymore. They gave me a poopy gun. Well, what's that? What's Palmetto? And Palmetto, it's just a brand, you know. It's And I call them, like, what's what's it? Like the, the Chrysler. No, they're, the no, they're, of no guns. they're like the poor man's. Now they're poor man's. So they're like the Pontiac of guns. No, Pontiac was good. They actually had good stuff. They're okay. this. This would be Hot like, um, Sean. What, what's what's the name of that? Like the like the Hugo. Like no, they're not Hugo? that cheap. They're like the Hyundai. They're like the Hyundai of the, the gun Kia. Market. The Kia. The Kia. Yeah, now, yeah, that's what. It was. Well, I'd say Hyundai because they're they're kind of crappy. 
and they're for poor people. But I mean, usually I, I've heard good things, but the one I got must have been like a lemon. You know, it, it just keeps like jamming up. And I brought to this gunsmith and the dude, I don't know, I think maybe he was just a crappy gunsmith. Like he was a nice guy, but like he had really bad diabetes. And his like diabetes. Green. he just kept smoking like these blue cigarettes. Ew. Yeah, he, he had a bit of a problem. And I, I feel bad for him. His, his daughter was kind of doing some really stupid things. So I just got her kid taken away. Jesus. She went to a party. And <laughs> she even had pictures taken. Oh. And she was like had a the baby in one hand, like a bottle of like vodka in the other. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was. Uh, she, she Is she was, one of those people that shouldn't be having kids? Yeah, and she had like two of them. And one of them, they don't. Like, the guy claimed it as his own, but probably wasn't his. And then the guy ended up, like, dying in a car accident later. And then mm. she's still doing those antics. I don't know. That's yeah. a little tangent on that. <laughs> but it, it was a funny story, kind of. Like, sad story. But the guy was all right, but he's just not a very good gunsmith. I, I would not recommend it. He's a good guy, though. You know, it's like a lot of people out there. You know, they'll be, they'll be crappy at their job, but at least they're good people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've known a bunch of people like that. Uh, it's unfortunate, but, you know, some like, and sometimes you'll, you'll in a, like, in the business world, like, you can't be nice to those people, even though you want to be and it feels bad, but you got to put your foot down somewhere. Like, I had to fire somebody. Um, he was a nice guy, but wasn't doing his job, and I had to fire him. Yeah, you've taken lessons from Trump, I see. <laughs> You're fired. You got you got to do that. You know, there's there's a lot of incompetent people in this world. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. But yeah. like, you know, at least this guy he uses uses his own business. I'll give him that. And he he kind of did one gun all right, but like he should have just fixed it. Like he could have found the dang part somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, especially nowadays they have these 3D printers. I had this uh, 22, and um, it was like a some weird Remington. Mm-hmm. And there, I I was an idiot, and I decided to go and clean it the day I got it, and like snapped this like little little flange somewhere, and it like made it so I couldn't hold the magazine in there. Oh really? Yeah. So we had to like put a wooden block in there, and it took them forever, and it mm-hmm. mm, just very slow. But I mean, it works now. But it's a single shot. But you know, you could probably just buy the part off the internet. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything to add, Phil? About? About guns, um, firing people, our upcoming interview, anything. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I agree with y'all with the whole beta thing. Like, I can't believe he said that in public. That was just terrible. Like, why would you do, why would you do it from his perspective? It's great for us, but it's terrible for them. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Um, oh, did you see that picture of him on the like that meme where he's like pee peeing his pants <laughs> on the internet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it where he's peeing his own pants. What is the context of that? Was that like a prank, or did he just spill coffee on there? I'm being optimistic. He's probably fighting the patriarchy or something. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag resist. Oof. Why is he running for president? Because it's a cool thing to do, man. Yeah, man. Let's make his billionaire daddy proud. Yeah. By the same reason that, like, George, like, well, not George Bush, Jeb Bush ran. Oh, poor Jeb. They talked him into it. I think Beto, I think there's some people that thought he had a chance, which is dumb. But I think there are people, um, I'm talking to DNC, by the way. uh, And there's also, I think, people 
I told him, hey, if you run for president, you get your name out there more and you can do this and that, or maybe you'll get a cabinet position when the real nominee comes up. So I think that's really what was really going on. Yeah, so he's pretty much like the Jeb Bush of the Democrats right now. But he now, is. Oh no, is he is bad or is he worse though? Well, no, he's worse. Like if you actually look at his personal life, he's—I don't even know how he's electable. He's just vulgar. He's disgusting. <laughs> you know, he's in this like hacker collective. You know, he's not presidential material. He's—I don't know. It'd be like if uh, Beavis or Butthead ran for president, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just not a good candidate man like why? yeah i mean who's that other girl like that the democrats had like the one who's on to crystals and stuff like oh marianne yeah she'd probably Williamson. better like better candidate than him and then like honestly like yang's probably one of them sadly you know he's probably more realistic than like half of these people who's i mean biden's probably gonna get the not uh, i don't know like him or camilla camilla marianne reminds me of the weird wacky aunt that like got rejected one too many times and now owns a crap load of cats. <laughs> yeah, she's like a a um uh a, a, a witch doctor cat lady. Yeah, it's like one of those people that'll like tell you that vaccines cause autism and then she'll probably like give you crystals to cure cancer and then you end up like dying in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like she just I mean she's wacky but she's like lighthearted. She's kinda of funny. And she actually makes some good points, and she's a good, like, troll candidate or a meme candidate. Like, people think Yang is the meme candidate. No, it should be Marianne. Like, Yang, out of all of them, like, honestly, he's probably... If I had to choose a candidate, like, a Democrat candidate, he'd probably be the best one right now because they're all just so terrible. Because, like, what was it, Kamala? What what'd she do? Kamala. She, yeah, she, like, slept Kamala. Her, Didn't she sleep her way to the top? That's what I kind of heard, Yeah. Yeah, like they they found out like she was with like what was it Jerry Brown or something? There was uh, I forget what the name. Of the I guy forget was. the name too. Yeah, but she did kind of do some sleeping to get somewhere, and I could see it in her. She's a very uh, politician like politician, but I still I said for the longest time on this show that I think she'll be the nominee. I'm gonna still hold myself on that. I still think she will be. Oh, she, I think Biden's going to uh, slowly decline, and then those votes are going to move over to her. You know, Biden's probably yeah. like the Jeb Bush, if you think about it. Yeah, he, he is. I think Jeb's worse, but Biden's going on that path. Well, like the establishment, you know, sort of pick. But mm-hmm. not even the establishment. Like, not even Obama would endorse him, and he ran with Obama. That's pretty sad. <laughs> well, yeah, they're holding out now because they don't want to put all their their bets on one person yet and then look like they were wrong or put you know their money down the wrong guy they're actually being smart to wait i think well camilla basically lied like she was lying they all lie don't they well yeah but she was like fragrantly lying like when she was in i think the second debate with biden like saying Mm -hmm. how like her her like class was bust in when that was oh yeah she was talking about the busing yeah like she was just lying out her like rear end with that well the funny thing also is like everybody assumes she's black but she's actually half Jamaican and then half uh, native uh, or half uh, Indian well well, technically Obama was like half white but he's still the first black president yeah it's true I mean I don't know like I I, I just don't like, I don't like her. Like, Tulsi Gabbard seems like she's not the craziest one out of there. Like, I think she might have a chance. No, no chance. 
She's too moderate, too centrist. She only looks good to a conservative audience, but to a, a uh, liberal audience, she's like nothing. Well, I think if they were smart, they'd probably go with her, but they're not, they're the Democrats, so I don't know how smart yeah, they're going to be. They're not. And then like Kamala, she, oh. Yep. You want to finish your thought? Well, yeah, Kamala owns guns too, so that would be a little bit funny with the Democrats. You know, they, they hate that. Well, we are now joined by our guest for tonight. She is the CEO of Empowered and the co-host of Trigger Warning 2A, which is a nice little podcast on YouTube. Um, Antonia Okafar is here with us. I hope I pronounced that right. How are you doing today, Antonia? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, would you like to just sort of first uh, give a whole rundown of what you do, what your organization's about, and all your political activities? Oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll start out with, I guess, for those who don't know about me, um, I started getting into the Second Amendment scene. I would say I'm a gun rights activist um, in Texas in 2016 when I was a Southwest director for Students for Concealed Carry and uh, helped with the successful passing um, and implementation of concealed carry on campus in Texas. Um, so did that for a couple of years. Uh, then I started doing stuff with NRA, um, did their Freedom Safest Place commercial that ran for about a year on Fox News, did uh, some NRA commentator videos with them and spoke at their uh, 2017 NRA Leadership Forum in Atlanta. Um, and then I did a Prayer Eve video uh, called Black, Female, Millennial, and Conservative um, that kind of blew up. And so I think probably most people know me for those things if they know me. Uh, but in general, I'm really passionate about the Second Amendment and in particularly uh, bringing the message that the Second Amendment empowers women um, because what I saw a lot while I was the um, in the concealed carry movement was that on campus is that, you know, the left, the anti-gun side wants people to think that particularly young women, um, they really target them to make them think that women shouldn't have firearms and that's dangerous for them. Um, but then particularly young women, right, because college, that's where, you know, a lot of women are exposed to quote unquote modern feminism. Um, so I had the bright idea that, you know, if feminism is really about empowering women, it's about, you know, the right to choose, then why don't you have the right to choose how and where do you defend yourself? And if it's really about, you know, autonomy over your own body, then why wouldn't you celebrate a woman who wants to, you know, take safety into their own hands? Um, so that's the kind of line of thinking that brought me to founding Empower two years ago um, and really bringing a new face to the gun rights movement. That's great. Because um, obviously you've accomplished a lot already. You're very young. You've already accomplished a lot. Uh, more than most you know, activists out there have accomplished, which is really, really impressive. And at the same time, uh, it's a good. I think it's such a positive message to tell younger women on these colleges that come in believing there's this rape culture on campus. I, I've heard this in so many classes. There's a rape culture. You know, mm -hmm. that there are big scary men out there that are going to hurt you. But at the same time, we don't want you to defend yourselves with a gun. We we just you know. We want to use Title IX as the best, you know, mechanism mm -hmm. to stop this, which I find silly. As much as I want to put all rapists in jail and face severe punishments, Title IX has been a disaster with harming men who've done nothing wrong. So 
the, right. the best solution, in my opinion, obviously yours too, is just literally empower women, give them the tools to defend themselves. They're not damsels in distress. They can actually do something um, to fix this. But as we saw in the Democrat debate the other night, Beto O'Rourke, I think he yeah. doesn't, he's not too <laughs> fond of that idea. He wants to take your ARs. What do you think of that? Yeah, hell yes, I'm going to take your AR-15s and your AK-47s. Um, I mean, a Texas guy, I think it's funny that he does say that because it reminds me of Wendy Davis when Wendy Davis ran um, for governor uh, a few years back. She was proud to be considered the quote-unquote abortion Barbie. Um, and uh, she forgot that she's in Texas where even Democrats are, the Democrats that are there are, pro-life and pro-gun and she lost like just like she lost badly worse than anybody could expect it and so i'm it's just i'm looking at beto i'm like just like dude you you don't want the texas vote even if you were going to get it you don't want that because look even the democrats they're pro-gun for the most part um obviously the people who are you know in the party who are in leadership really push it but it's a different type of breed of democrat in in texas um much less the national you know landscape so i don't know yeah i say hell no you're not taking my ar-15s yeah uh, you're not taking my ak-47s or whatever firearms i have but um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty in uh, oh. oh go ahead Oh no, yeah, that that's pretty interesting. You know, PA's PA's kind of like that too, because I've I've been around. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Pennsylvania, but there's actually a surprisingly large amount of like pro-gun Democrats over yeah. here. I mean, certain places pro-life too, like especially Pittsburgh. There's a large Catholic population there, but um, yeah, I yeah I've seen that you're a uh, pro-gun uh, woman. Now, have you are you familiar with uh, there? There's another like pro-gun activist woman that's been making the rounds on uh, social media. Are you familiar with uh, Caitlin Bennett, I believe, the Ohio State one? Yeah, I, um, let's see, I'm trying to figure out the first time I actually spoke with her, but I think it's actually, I might have actually did an interview with Liberty Hangout in my uh, campus carry days um, before she blew up. And then she talked about campus carry and stuff, and so it was like, you know, completely on board because she was talking about it. Unfortunately, I think, I mean, you know, as an activist, a lot of people kind of get it mixed up that, you know, campus carries concealed carry um, for the most part. It's not open carry. It's not rifles. Um, and I think that with the pictures that she was showing that people kind of, there's a lot of misinformation there. Um, but yeah, I, I know of her. So do you think that style of activism is positive or negative for the uh, gun movement as a whole for the Second Amendment community with like that sort of in your face, like carrying a, uh, you know, open carrying a rifle on campus sort of activism? Yeah, um, I think for me, it's always about, I mean, if you're doing for doing things for shock value, just for shock value's sake, obviously, I, I'm not okay with that um for me the most important thing but i don't know intentions i don't know her intentions of why she did it um i uh, the biggest thing is that she was putting campus carry along with that and so there was a lot of people who were then thinking oh campus carry the movement must be about you know open carry for one because i i would mm. get that all the time um journalists even journalists who would just even like as if i don't think they <laughs> don't do that on purpose but you know people who you're supposed to think that they have an authority of you know information or know more than other people would call 
campus carry open carry, or they would think it's a rifle where she was using a rifle in that picture versus where it's handgun, you know, it's concealed carry. So um, that was the biggest thing was just she was using the hashtag campus carry now. So um, I just remember, you know, trying to put the information out there. That's not what the campus carry movement is, you know, really pushing. But other than that, I mean, I say, I mean, do what I mean, I'm for the Second Amendment and some people do it in different ways. And I'm not going to really judge. I just hope that people have the right information behind it. That's all I care about. Hmm. All right. Thank you. All right. That was a good response. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we had uh, here at Penn State a, a while back, we had a uh, we had a Second Amendment like rally when David Hogg was speaking here. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure you're a fan of David Hogg. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, um, so we, during that, we had a, we had a couple of, uh, eccentric people interact with us. Um, my question is, cause you've been around, you've been around the scene, not just like, not just in Texas, you've been around a bit. Uh, what, what's your, um, I don't want to say crazy. What's your most extreme experience with? Um, with the left or ooh, most extreme. I would say just on top of my head. It's funny. I think <laughs> I don't know if it. I probably have to be that is a defense mechanism, like a mechanism, just to or I get bogged down all the time of forgetting all these like crazy stories that I have, and people mm-hmm. remind me later and they're like, "Oh yeah, that was crazy." Um, otherwise, I'd just go mental. But um, what I probably the most egregious one is when I was supposed to speak at Hampshire College in uh, Massachusetts. And literally two hours before I was supposed to speak, um, we're leaving the hotel room. They emailed me and the student that, you know, invited me, the group that invited me and everything saying that I couldn't speak because quote, my um, quote, the second amendment is too controversial of a issue. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, there was apparently people like they found out about it um, pretty close to um, the speech. And then they were calling admit like teachers were calling administrators and saying, why are you letting someone from the NRA come over there? Why are you t- having this person speak on this? Um, how dare she talk about female empowerment? That was the one that they really hated that was talking about. <laughs> empowerment and gun ownership um so much so so the hampshire college canceled my speech just they canceled it in fact the next day the president of hampshire college called me apologizing he wasn't apologizing he got he got in trouble it became international news when he canceled it so that's why he was calling me mm-hmm. um but then mount holyoke i was set to speak at mount holyoke the all girls college right out the next day um we got a big following or a big show, like people coming in news and everything because of what happened the, the day before that. Um, but they actually, in order to protest, quote unquote protest, uh, they had an, a counter event at the exact same time of my speech. Um, my t- the title of mine was female empowerment and gun ownership. And theirs was uh, female empowerment and gun violence or, you know, something like that. It was like just to obviously play on words to be ex- against what I was talking about. But yeah, that was their their protest so yeah 
<laughs> that was a crazy and that was like two three day span because i was basically touring like you know umass amherst you know all those schools in, in massachusetts so so it yeah. sounds like they were discriminating against a young black female <laughs> <laughs> well in their eyes i'm not a black female apparently because i don't play to their identity politics politics so mm. yeah well yeah, I, I don't see that yeah, that's good, honestly, because I, you know, I think identity politics is one of the silliest things ever. Like, is, have you ever gotten any blowback from the black community or the female community <laughs> or anybody that sort of said, you know, oh, why, what, what, what you know, because sometimes they'll use that whole, you know, uh, sort of mindset that, well, if you're a woman, you have to be this. If you're a black um, uh, person, you have to be this. Have you ever gotten that yeah. any sort of blowback from friends or anyone? Oh, yeah. I mean, where did I begin? <laughs> uh, man, I mean, I actually just posted one, which is funny. Okay, I want to say black community because this guy, and that's why I bring, bring up the hypocrisy, particularly of white liberals mm -hmm. um, all the time, because I, I was a Democrat. That's part of my story. I was a Democrat, voted for Obama twice. Like, um, it wasn't until 2015, well, after 2012, really, but really 2015, when I became an advocate for concealed carry on campus and stuff. But um, and change my views that, you know, I was voting on the right or whatever you would say on the liberty side. But um, so just a couple of days ago, someone um, put a comment. And it was a white guy. And he said, uh, have they not traded you yet? Has the black community not traded you yet? Like basically saying like you're, you know, they need to do that soon. And then someone says, yeah, we're working on it. And it was just like, of course, like you were going to use that language, something you would never say, right? A black liberal, a white liberal to a black liberal, right? They would never say that because that's, that's not fair game. But for a black conservative, then mm -hmm. a white guy can be openly racist mm -hmm. and say that I haven't been traded yet because you don't like of what I, what I talk about. Like, that's the type of hypocrisy I saw. Even I started seeing um, while I was a Democrat and realizing, like, you know, this party that pushes this narrative that you, if you're on the left or if you're, you know, a Democrat, then therefore you can't ever be racist. And anybody who's not a Democrat is racist. Um, really, I mean, just shows the hypocrisy of those people who, I mean, just on um, things like that or, you know, the fact that if you don't believe in entitlements or welfare, then therefore, you know, I've had people I remember telling me, oh, you don't believe in welfare or entitlements? Like, that's completely racist. Like, wh what about all the black people that need it, right? And it's always like some white person telling me that, right? Well, what like, you well, should do, <laughs> well, what you should do to flip it back on them is tell them, well, you know, how can I be racist? I'm black. I can't be racist, right? And they'll just right. like lose their minds. I mean, I've literally been taught that in classes. They said, if you are only whites in America can be racist. And I'm like, what? That, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. Yeah. And I get a lot of that because I, I just push back on that ridiculousness. It's, it's not, it's the same. It really is the same. Mm -hmm. But um, a lot of people just buy into that, um, that narrative. Well, now, now I heard that you mentioned that you voted for Obama twice, but now you're sort of like more on the right on certain issues. Where do you identify politically uh, at this time? Do you consider yourself like libertarian or more Republican? What's your um, what's your flavor? <laughs> yeah, so I would say the liberty movement is what got me away from the left. Um, 
it was like reading Anthem and, you know, Atlas Shrugged and like stuff like that. It was really the Rand Paul movement that brought me into, oh, wow, maybe, you know, there are people who legitimately care about issues that, you know, for one, what for Rand Paul, what really attracted me to his message is that he was, it was actually a video of him talking to um, an HBU, uh, HBCU school, a historically black uh, college and university, for those who don't know about the acronym. But, um, and he was talking about criminal justice reform, and he was talking about limited government. And so um, I really started on the libertarian side, but quickly I realized that I'm more of a small L libertarian, and I fit more into the Republican general political space, um, but haven't really gone full you know, big L libertarians, but small libertarian, which I taking the test and it says <laughs> that I'm a libertarian, a right leaning libertarian. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Libertarian is a big, uh, big umbrella with those. I've seen like all sorts of different shades of libertarians. So you get some people who are like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, they're almost like Republic, like the socially acceptable Republicans all the way to like full on like ANCAP pretty much. <laughs> it, it's right. interesting how that goes, you know? <laughs> Fifty Shades of Libertarianism. <laughs> it's, it's true. No, it is, honestly. Like, I mean, I could tell even you um, probably are more of a moderate libertarian, I guess you could say. Because you got some, like he said, they're full on ANCAP. Some are full on anarchists, even. Like, it's it's a wide spectrum. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And I think there's, there's an identity crisis with the Libertarian Party right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, right now, I say I've, I've, it's been happening since at least 2016, but um, unfortunately, they didn't get their act together before the election. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen this coming election, 2020. Um, but I don't know. I think there there's a lot of hopeful people who, especially when, you know, when Trump puts out like is in favor of things like bump stock bans and red flag laws and stuff like that i think they're especially gun people who are hungry for a legitimate candidate um outside of the democrat or republican party but it's they just haven't seen it yet. and they haven't seen someone who's actually pro-gun as well so like in 2016 there are a lot of people who are wanting to vote libertarian but then they put bill weldon as their vp who in massachusetts put you know actually implemented gun control so that was very libertarian position <laughs> right <exactly. laughs> and now yeah, he's running I mean, against trump so man i mean come on he, he's got a chance doesn't he <laughs> who was that other guy's running against trump uh the radio dude oh oh joe, joe walsh. walsh he oh came to penn God. state no, he had, no that was funny I, I was over here and i saw him and he was like bragging about bringing his gun on campus that was that was probably the only thing i could actually respect out of him <laughs> Like you see, have you seen his tweets where he was like saying like blatantly racist stuff when he calls Trump the racist? Oh one? really? Yeah, he said some pretty <laughs> nasty stuff like back in the day. But yeah, no, like I, I don't know. I, I identify as Republican, but like same. I I feel that like right now our political system where was it first past the post? Like in Europe, if if we had a more European style like a political system where you could have like multiple parties, I think libertarians would do a lot better. But mm. like. Right. Not in our system of two parties. No, it's, it's just us in favor of that. Phil's got one more question, and then we'll close out and um, and uh, and punch or plug, I should say, plug all the platforms where we can find you on. So, Phil, what's your final question? 
Wow, put me on the spot like that. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We know you can well, handle it. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, still, you don't have to back on me like that. No, I'm just um, no. Uh, so, so what? So, Antonio, one of one of the uh, one of the things that got me into like following you and following what your message was was actually the vice video on black conservatives yeah yeah so um i mean i i felt like so when i watched the video obviously it, it felt like they were trying to paint black conservatives conservatives they were trying to act like they were defending but it looked very negative yeah uh, is that kind of is that what you felt or what what how did you um how did you see that right i i'm really glad first that i did the vice video because <laughs> i definitely was i when vice uh reached out to me to do something i was like heck no <laughs> because vice is known to be just like belligerent when it comes to being how horrible they are to us you know to the conservatives but um I'm actually, maybe because my, my standards are so low, right, the, the bar was low, <laughs> that I was pleasantly surprised. Um, now, for the, I feel like for the trained eye, maybe not even that trained, that the editing and the stuff that they were doing, it was more, um, in, you know, implicit type of stuff versus explicit of how they were trying to, like, there are certain scenes and editing stuff that they were doing that it was obvious like they were trying to make it seem like i was just groveling for these white guys and like trying to mm -hmm. do all this stuff for them like it's obvious how they were trying to paint me but a lot of people who saw through that are the ones who emailed me and have you know messaged me and stuff like that saying like look i know they were trying to do to you but i'm glad that you like you seem like one of the sane ones <laughs> so <laughs> like i'll take that um so yeah it was an interesting experience i'm glad i did it um i'm I'm not very happy about the fact that it had to be that situation that I, you know, did renounce him afterwards and I have since. But, um, I mean, things, everything happens for a reason. And I'm glad to at least be in a platform where people would probably never even know about me because they're not in the conservative space or the right space, right? Um, they're in a space that if they didn't have that medium, they wouldn't have known about me. So I'm glad that I, I had the opportunity. Yeah, I, I saw it on I saw it on YouTube because there's no way in heck I watching like actual vice I knew it was like that. there's no way i was actually watching the genuine article i was like all right i saw it because I, I, I do look at a lot of conservative videos on youtube and that was one of the ones that popped up i'm like oh wow this uh this uh, antonia she's she seems awesome and then so i started looking up all a lot of the other stuff i'm like wow this is uh she's, probably, she's got a pretty positive message there <laughs> well thank you thank you yeah. yeah i'm glad i did that and so yeah i mean honestly conservatives i think should you know as much as we hate the left-wing media i've learned from my little experience dabbling with campus media and even nbc that you know as long as you can back up what you say and you word things you know good enough you can be pretty you can still get your message out there without them doing too much destruction to what you know you said um but are there any last words you want to say any final thoughts anything you want to add and any of course platforms you want to plug yourself on before you get banned of course by big tech um. right <laughs> yeah um well yeah so i do host like you said earlier i do co-host a 
uh, YouTube show slash podcast called Sugar Warning 2A. We, we do um, new shows every or new episodes every Monday. So we're actually going to have Andrew Pollock tomorrow on oh, tomorrow, Monday. Um, nice. He is the father of Meadow Pollock, um, who was, you know, recently who was deceased um, after Parkland. Um, so he has a book coming out called Why Meadow Died. And it's really interesting to hear about what, you know, the failings of the school district, um, you know. So uh, we're going to have him on Monday. Um, and we actually had GOA president Eric. Uh, Pratt last week as well and then um, if people want to follow Empowered and join the Empowered movement it's empowered2a.org and we're empowered um, underscore 2a on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome you know it's funny you mentioned those two particular names because we uh, were actually looking in like we were actually just talking about getting the Gunners America guy on too and talking to uh, Mr. Pollock too so we're all on the same oh, wavelength yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's actually a pretty good I, I think that way that line of thinking makes sense just because i'm interested to see how he's going to what we're going to talk about on monday but i'm pretty sure he might be more for red flag laws oh um, interesting then yeah just because of the nature of uh what happened and stuff like that and i, I actually met him shortly after the shooting um i was a sinclair uh contributor and met him in dc um, and met his wife as well. And they're great people, but I remember them talking about red flag laws, but I guess we'll find out Monday, but it, it really does go together because GOA is very anti red flag laws in Colorado where I'm, where I am right now. Um, we talk about red flag laws all the time because they passed one here that's going to start in January. So the conversation is very pertinent to the state level. And so we can talk a lot about it. Great, great, great stuff. Um, again, yeah, we love the work you're doing. Again, follow her on all those platforms. Check her out on Twitter, everywhere, you know, and definitely subscribe to her podcast. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you spending your time uh, with us, Antonia. And it was just a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a great night. Thank you. You too. Good night. Too. Take you care. Too. Bye. That was a good discussion. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Like that, those like owners owners of America, they're like the NRA on steroids. Yeah, literally. I, I like them. They're like, like the ultra libertarian gun group. Well, they actually like stand up for something. Well, not that the NRA doesn't stand up for something, but they like they will go and compromise, whereas the GOA actually like gives a crap. Mm. Like they will not go and like compromise on red flags or like bump stock bans. And I and I appreciate that because like. Yeah, like the the NRA. If you guys don't know, like they, you know that the liber the liberal media, they'll say, like, oh, these people are like super, like they're domestic terrorists, which I think like San Francisco or something vote on. Like they're they're yeah. really not. They're like the most like vanilla like gun rights association. Like they they're not that edgy or scary. No, like they've they've pushed for like they've allowed like the uh, you know they were fine with the bump stock ban. They were fine with the. Uh, what was it the undetectable gun act or something that banned like guns that aren't detectable by uh what was it the the scanners the metal scanners which like honestly i don't even know what's what's the point of that law because like if it's gonna be detectable by a scanner because the cartridges are made out of metal mm. the bullets are made out of metal and you know you should have better ways to deal with that yeah it's it's interesting you know when she was talking about like caitlin bennett like she she's an interesting character i'd like to go and get her on here we honestly. could arrange that 
Cause like I've like I've heard different stuff. Like it kind of is, it kind of shows the difference between the two philosophies of concealed carry and open carry. Mm. Have you ever talked to those people? They like a lot of those people. They like hate each other because they're like, oh well, you know, you're open carrying. You're just trying to make a statement. Blah blah. Be blah. provocative. And then the open carriers are like, well, you know, if you lose, if it's a right that you don't exercise, the right it's not a right at all. And I mean, I I understand both those philosophies. Yeah. What do you think, Phil? I like I liked uh, I liked her as a person, like just a personality. She seems like she's like she seems like she's genuinely passionate about like the the Second Amendment. Like I you you ever you notice how you talk to some people and they're just not like you could tell they're kind yeah. of scripted. They're kind of like unauthentic. Antonia seems like she is really really passionate. I totally respect that. Yeah. I, I noticed that too. Like right away, when I started talking. I could I could feel the passion coming out of every word. Yeah. Uh, I I also like I like. Uh, on a side note, I I do like GOA. I I think they're a fantastic organization. I uh, truth be told, I when I first uh, when when I first joined the military, every year. So so in the military, every year they give like they ask you to give to the combined federal campaign and they make you choose one or they don't make you, but they're like, okay, you could choose one or more particular uh, associations to donate to. And so I, I was given one of the booklets and I saw, I saw, I saw GOA. I'm like, that's the one right there. <laughs> so I filled it out and I've been giving it to them and I've been donating to them ever since. And it, I, I'll keep doing it because they're a fantastic organization. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I don't know much about them, but from my taste, I think they're a little too extreme for me. But at the same time, I'd rather be a little more right than a little more left on anything. So, you know, I. Well, it's. Well, it's like, well, you have to keep in mind, like, okay, so, you know, you have less. You have led, I mean, the NRA is a pretty good organization too. Don't get me wrong, but um, when you're advocating for something, you really have to be hardline. You know, with something that's so that's so negatively attacked, like 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 the Second Amendment is on the left. Like you just you 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 can't budge an inch. Like you're starting to like even I like I feel, even when like Trump, you know, started what was banning bump stock, did the bump stock ban, and um, I felt like it was like a oh, you you gotta. I I, I get that under normal circumstances, you want to try to meet some people in the middle, but when the when the when the left is that far against the Second Amendment, I feel like look. You really can't give an inch, and and then that, uh, in that particular situation, I feel because it's like, you know, like the, the old saying: you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. Well, they've been doing that, you know. They, we've been given inches and inches, and like you know, it's been several miles so far. Like, look back in the 1930s, they're like, oh yeah, we'll we'll give an inch. We'll just go and have them, you know, regulate these guns. And then you know, it comes into like, okay, well now you're gonna require background like you had to go and get background checks for like a gun dealer and you can't sell guns in the mail and then it's like oh 
Well, we'll ban, you know, we'll ban, you know, quote unquote assault weapons. You know, we've for like, uh, what was it, like 10 years. It, it's just, we've given so much ground. We never get anything in return. You know, we might get a slice of what we had at one point. We don't get anything. It's not compromised when they just take and take and take. Well, I think, I also think that this is a, this is a very, uh, it's an effective strategy by the left. Cause it's like, okay, so if we go, if we go far extreme, then meeting in the middle is still pretty yeah. liberal, right? Yeah. By, by optics, right? So I, I think there's a little bit of strategy there, but I, I like th this is one of the reasons why I kind of, I kind of prefer GOA over the NRA, even though I lifetime member of NRA too. Um, I don't, well, I, because we, we can't, the second amendment is something we can't really budge on because when, once the, the more we give, the more we, t they take and the more we lose. Like it, it it's see, not stuff like bump stocks. Is that honestly a big loss? Yes. Yes. It is a big loss. It's like, well, the, look at the wording in there. Like it is every single step, you know, one inch mm -hmm. is a big loss. Any loss is a big loss. You know, look, it's like the, the thing that happened with China, you know, when they like lost like Hong Kong, like, is it a big loss? Like, you know, to the well, Chinese government, an entire city is different than like, no, like some gun parts that n nobody really uses. No, it, it was, it was a big deal. Like it's, it's a more of a philosophical idea. <laughs> Like, you know, just because someone doesn't use like, okay, well, like, let's say, you know, let's go and ban, uh, let's ban manual transmission cars. You know, it starts out with stuff like that. And then it, it just keeps progressing. You know, one, like, you, why are we giving inches? Why are we doing this? What did we gain from that? You know, Trump says for every one regulation, he will, you know, take away two more. What are the two other regulations he's taken away from that? You know, as in regards to guns, he hasn't done anything. Well, to me, I look at guns. I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but I look at it as if we, first of all, we don't live in a free society. Let's acknowledge that. There's an illusion of freedom. We have a lot of freedom, but also not a lot. If we, we start from that point and then look at, if we took away a little bit of freedom for safety, for protection, for greater societal control in a good way, I think it's totally worth it. Okay, well, what sort of protection did that grant? Uh, people not using pump stocks. Well, yeah, what sort of... Yeah, well, how often are they used? They, they were used once. Yeah, but then they become... Now everybody knows what a bump stock Dude, is. They knew what bump stocks were like 20 years ago. Like, not 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah, but like, I never knew what a bump stock was. Yeah, Many people didn't know. Most people the did. Idea, they, they sold them at gun shows pretty openly. I know, but the yeah. idea is that if you stop it now, it won't get worse. No, that, that's, a, that's a dumb philosophy. That's, that's terrible. That's, a ter that's terrible logic. Well, and, shouldn't and you I, be proactive, not reactive? Yeah, we should be proactive and start, like, you know, deregulating things. I think if we made it more yeah. easier for people to acquire actual automatic weapons what yeah I think why we, would we do that yeah because to actually get them you have to go through so much like background like you can't get them anymore one it's it discriminates against <laughs> the poor significantly because like it, does kind of like it, it's incredibly discriminatory like you're like it's not even about the background checks it's now a money check like to go and buy any sort of like automatic weapon you're gonna need like 10 grand to just drop on that for like a crappy like mac 10 like clone from like the 80s 
Like it creates a wealth, it creates a, like a wealth gap. And if people had access to get real automatic weapons, there'd be no point in having a bump stock. This was created to address a, pro, a wealth problem with the uh, gun, with the current gun laws. If we have these problems. Wouldn't you argue though, because we got to go break real quick, but wouldn't you um, uh, agree that it's easier to kill a lot of people with an automatic weapon? Uh, I mean, semi-automatic's pretty easy. But automatic, we can just spray down a bunch of bullets. Just, da, 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 just with your finger. Like, yeah, but somebody that's not trained very well. well the a dude, psychopath, a crazy I guy. Mean, well, maybe, but the that's, not a, big, a, that's not a big problem. If you look at it statistically, that's I not know. a problem. I love when Neil deGrasse Tyson sent out that just, tweet. Just look at it. It's not, it's not a problem. It's not a huge societal issue. Like, this happened once, and there's more people who die from hammers than die from bump stock weapons. Like, <laughs> bump stock weapons. You know, even from automatic weapons, like, even for the legal ones, like, even back in the day, like, the NFA worked. You know, we you can buy automatic weapons right now. You know, you just need to have a lot of money. Yeah, I know. And I'm f I think that's the best system is that if you have a lot of friction to it. So that people can still gamble if they really, really want to, but it's not easily accessible to crazy people. I think that's fair. Well, we already had that and that and they should have repealed yeah. the Hughes Amendment so people can manufacture more, you know, more modern automatic weapons. That would actually lead to less stuff with the bump stocks. And the background check system is as garbage and poorly run anyway. Why? So, so you're gonna like like I, you're gonna bet you're gonna put all these regulations in. You're gonna be like, oh, you got to pass a background check, but the background check system is ineffective. Like what? Like and and the left doesn't care. They they don't care. They want a full ban. That is their goal. They want a full ban. Mm, They're not. I, mean, I, I, I think Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump tried to give them a little bit, and they, you know, the left didn't bl bl blemish. They didn't even blink because, well, they're not going to blink because that wasn't their goal. Their goal was to have a full. They want. They want a ban. They want to start banning guns. And I, honestly, honestly, I believe Trump is going to backtrack on this one. Uh, the closer we get to the election, the clo the we're, we're we're probably going to see a backtrack on this one. And mm, well, I think Trump I Trump is naive that. on this issue because he's from New York. He doesn't understand that his son was it Eric? Well, who's one that came? Don Trump, Jr. He actually understands it, and I think you know I trust him more. Mm -hmm. He actually does it. If you don't understand guns, if you don't care about that, you know you're going to be inherently naive. It's like some guy mm -hmm. like talking about like you know. Was it drive like uh, car laws or something or speed limit? And they never drove a car, you know. It's just something completely alien to them, you know. Some guy, you know, who's you know like like the like the vaping stuff, you know. If you oh, never we'll get into that, you soon. know, if you never vaped and okay, you know, that's you're not talking fair. about this stuff, like you and you don't know what's actually happening on the streets, you know, you kind of have to have some skin in the game. You can't. You sound like an I disagree. idiot. Disagree. That, disagree. That's what the left is doing with guns, and that's what Trump's doing with vaping. Now he he sounds like a boomer. Disagree hard, but we are going to have the great vape debate of 2019 as Trump and the FDA want to ban non-tobacco flavored e-cigarettes. Uh, this comes after about 450 severe lung diseases uh, cases and six deaths across 33 states. Vaping is now becoming a dangerous epidemic. Most, and I'm a, this is very true because uh, I've heard a little fake news on this, but most, but not all of these deaths involve THC. 
And uh, the HHS has uh, reported that more than 25% of high schoolers use e-cigarettes in 2019. As somebody that used to go to a high school and who has a parent that still works in the school system, I remember vaping was becoming a thing when I left four years ago, but now it's in the middle school and they're doing it all on the buses in a middle-class area where this stuff never happened. We never had drug problem, never had an alcohol problem. Yeah, people do it here and there, but it was never an epidemic. Vaping is an epidemic in all these places. I, for one, because everybody's going to ask, well, what's your opinion on this? Because conservatives are a bit divided and kind of uh, it's a divisive issue for them. I'm disappointed in Trump because I don't think he went far enough on this. I think he should have banned all tobacco e-cigarettes, all cigarettes, all e-cigarettes, period, tobacco or not, nicotine or not, they should all be banned, gone with. I bet I'm going to have some disagreements on that one, so please light it up. Well, that, <laughs> the, know, Don't light up the e-cigarette or anything, but just light I'm up the debate. <laughs> no, but uh, what I was going to say is like, no, that okay. Well, then people are just gonna smuggle that in here. It is like what was that? people are gonna smuggle that in. You know, we're allowing marijuana now. Like we finally came to the realization Don't think about that, that marijuana is. You know, that we're not gonna throw people in jail. We're just starting to get to that point over a plant, and now we're like, oh yeah, let's have plants tobacco. You know, the most American thing since you <laughs> more American than apple pie because apples are not <laughs> native to America. Tobacco is. It is the most American thing. Well, that doesn't mean it's a good thing. What's well, a fine thing? Is it's how you know, is it fine? Because nicotine, it help. It, it is. It has numerous benefits. Is it has numerous uh, downsides too, well, like lung it, cancer. It, yeah, not if you vape. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, so does cigarettes, though. But look, I, here's what I think. Here's what I think. Uh, Lay it down. Uh, I think that eventually uh, like like this opens the door for the at for basically the fda to sanction uh vape like small business vaping like i think that i think it opens the door down the road for like the big companies like the big vaping companies like jewel and all those guys to um release their you know broader more expensive products and they're trying to you know basically push away the smaller uh like vape companies or whatever what's what's the point of like banning flavored vapes that's not killing people what's killing the people is black market Hooch. they're gonna like, argue well, so nah, thing, yes yes partially true but not we're, all these were that well not well part well most of them were the thc and of the non-thc ones which brands were they I don't know. I saw a thing today of somebody that was smoking, I believe, Jules for 18 months, and they're now having serious... They, they said their doctor yeah. said they had lungs of a 70-year-old. I'm uh, trying to find the article. But look, this is the way I look at it. How is any of it good? There's toxins in these things. How can it be good? Well, how can it... Well, let's see. Out of all the people over there who are doing that, you know, what... And only, you know, there's millions of people doing it, and only, like, a handful of people have problems. Like, what... So far... Yeah, they. You know how there's going to be more. You know how many years e-cigarettes have been out already? Not as long as cigarettes, and that's why we're not seeing as we, large they numbers. They have had e-cigarettes in some form or another since like the 80s. Mm. Yes. Now have they, they, been as they were not as popular, but well, like that's why. the late 2000s, they were starting to get pretty popular. And now we're seeing a bunch of problems, and you're going to see even well, more. Yeah, because the vast majority of people are acquiring these on the black market. 
you didn't start to see these problems until you started seeing states start to put bans and you started seeing states start to go and regulate and tax it. Once they start taxing it, people go to the black market. Look at what happened with moonshine. You know, we when we had like elite when we banned liquor, you know, period, people went to get moonshine and that stuff, you know, even the, like they started putting all sorts of crazy chemicals in there because people were home making it. Same thing with vaporizers. It, you know, they're putting like vegetable oil in there and that's not good. You know, you start vaping stuff that isn't alcohol based. You can easily get pneumonia. You can get a whole heap of other problems, especially with the marijuana vaporizers. That's where the majority of the problem mm -hmm. comes by. And that's a big problem. I agree. And that's the black market. You know, maybe we should go as a country and start saying, hey, there's a black market. People are getting hurt. Maybe we should go and lighten the way to a legal market. No, but see, that's the issue yeah. I have. Because the left will use that same argument with abortion. They'll be like, well, you know. You're not killing a baby, though. I know. This is a completely but you're killing people. You're killing people. Not, killing adults. You're saving lives if they don't have to go to the black market for this. Yeah, but some of these lives, people are still going to die from no, these things. Well, no, because the majority of the people are they dying because they're like black market products. Yeah, but I don't think. I think in a few years you're going to. Because, look, here's the other thing. This whole vaping thing is happening with a lot of high scores and middle scores. When they get older and they've used these things throughout their whole life, that's when you're going to see issues. That's when you see people dying from it. I think it's going to be a major problem soon. Are people checking our shirts? <laughs> I don't know. We got a couple people. You right got there. some onlookers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I think. No, like oh, they would, we would have seen them by now. No, because yes. people haven't been using them enough and old enough to be have they, the. They have effects. done tests. They, they like they have seen tests done where this is ninety some odd percent less chemicals than cigarettes. You can look at it. I see. Here's the thing on that, and I'll let Phil get in because I can tell he's trying to get something in there. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know which is worse. I'm not gonna lie because I don't think they're hundred percent comparable. But I have heard cases of people. They used to smoke cigarettes. They go to vaping and eventually quit. That's the only thing I think vaping has a, potentially has a benefit for. I don't think because I look at this from a marketing perspective, a business perspective, and I see big companies saying, "Hmm, cigarettes are becoming uncool. People have already realized that they're bad for you. What, what can we do to get people to buy new stuff and get them addicted?" vaping and that's what they did and they're marketing it in a way like with the fruity flavors clearly for kids it's clearly it's aimed clearly at kids. for kids yes it is no, look at I've, the packagings i the have packaging. i have bought different types it says clearly must be 21 you know not not in all states well okay well look at okay no, let's they don't care about how's that. how's okay okay say that about the tobacco industry how come you can go and have liquor alcohol bottles mm -hmm. that have fruity flavors that taste just like soda you know, even like Coke made a rum and Coke version. You know, I have seen so many liquor advertisements of what was it? Pinnacle, Cherry Pinnacle. That stuff, it looks like cherry. You know, kids want that stuff. Like 99 bananas, that's fruit flavors. Why isn't Trump banning that? That is a heck of a lot more dangerous Because this is becoming an epidemic in high schools and middle schools. You're seeing it like crazy. Like I said, more than 25% oh, of enough. high schools using these things. Do you know how much it's kids used to smoke cigarettes in them. high school? Not, I mean, so yes, we'll see the numbers. Yes. Has, it's been a lot, but guess what? Now it's shifting because they're not using cigarettes now, and they're using the vapes. I'd rather them be using vapes and <laughs> cigarettes. It's a heck of a lot better. Like when I was in high school, I'd see kids chewing tobacco. Like every time I go in the bathroom, there'd be like tobacco mm -hmm. spit in the toilets. Phil, mm -hmm. what's your take? Like, I know you have some things. No, to say. I, I think okay. So, so here, 
here's how I think it could play out. Like, because mm-hmm. it, it kind of falls in line with other other industries, like how, how they did it to like questionable industries. They're probably going to try to do a full, uh, they're probably going to try to do a full vaping ban at first. Then Jewel's going to come out and say, oh, well, we're, we've, we've tested it. We've tested our product. We've altered our product. So now it is more. Yeah. So that now that it's less, uh, it's less detrimental to our customers or they'll put disclaimers and all that stuff. And then they will be let back on the market. That's what I think will happen. Cause keep in mind, Jewel, not a Jewel's owned by Altria, right? Yes, They're very good point. Altria. And who? So, what does Altria make? Well, they make. Well, they're Philip Morris. They make, they make cigarettes. Too. Exactly. Yeah. So this is this is and and this kind of falls in line with a lot of other industries too, um, with with how the government reacts to the you know the public or whatever. Is it right? Eh, I don't know. I don't smoke. I don't vape. So I can't, you know, I don't know what's good or bad or whatever, but I mean, I, let's, let's be real. Most people, a lot of people just don't care anyway. Like, yeah, that's true. You know, look, look my, my, my friends came back from Cabo and bought cigarettes from Mexico that had signs on them, like big black and white signs that said, smoking will kill you. Mm-hmm. They bought the packs anyway. They don't care. They don't care. I, I agree. And keep in mind, these big tobacco companies and the vape companies, they don't care either because they see this as the biggest cash cow because you get people addicted to it and they're going to keep giving you money. So the, the, the bigger issue I have because people I've seen have gotten like really triggered saying, oh, if you are for the vape ban, you're not a conservative. First of all, I don't even consider well, myself okay, a conservative. Okay, well, okay, well that, that is not a conservative opinion because that is, that is anti-free market. No. Yes. Here's the issue with it. Here's the issue it I is, have. Okay. We as conservatives are against, um, I'm trying to word this carefully. <laughs> We're against paying for other people's misfortunes, let's say, right? Think we'd agree? What do you mean by that? In terms of we like we're all for personal responsibility. Well, we've got Social Security. How's that conservative thing? Well, that's that's a little different. But well, that is paying <laughs> for other people's. Well, no, but you put money in and it comes back to you. Yeah. You don't like paying for other people's well, issues. Well, some people let's get say. paid out of Social Security who never paid into it. Well, like they've been digging into that fund. You know, it goes you know people's special needs, all this stuff. Yeah, they, we pay for other people's. Well, I think Social Security, though, at least has a net positive. I mean, I don't know the math and all, but I would hope Ooh. it's a net positive. could be wrong. But here's the thing. I have an issue with people making bad decisions. They have you know health problems. They wind up in the hospital, and then I have to pay for their care. I don't want to pay for their care. If the only two worlds we can live in, to me, that are good, that are fair, is either... If you go into the hospital and they find out that whatever disease, whatever problem you have is related to, let's say, vape, let's say, alcohol, let's say, uh, cigarettes, any sort of drugs, all that bad stuff, because you made that choice and you're screwing your own body up, I don't want to pay for that. You have to pay for that. That's not where we live in. The world we live in is we have to pay for that. So either we fix that system, which I don't think is going to happen, 
or we have to get rid of these products so people aren't using them and I don't have to pay for other people's bad mistakes. That's the way I look at it. And it's the same thing with anything else. I think that's a conservative stance. I know people are going to disagree with me, but conservatives don't like when it, we have to pay for illegal immigrants, we have to pay for other stuff. I don't want to pay for these things. Well, people, they still pay for health insurance. Yeah, but the thing is, when you go to an emergency room... Well, how many... Well, out of all those people, out of all the years it's been out, you only had a couple people go into emergency room for... I want to pay for any of them. Okay, well, there's people <laughs> paying for a lot of other stuff, you know, going to the emergency room. I don't for mind if it's an diabetes. Accident. We'll see. I have an issue with that, too. Well, let's, that's well, let's just... see where that's... Like, where's that, <laughs> or, where's that outrage? People who go and drink, you know, people who do any sort of personal choice. What about transgenders? People the, want to chop off their penis. I'm, I'm the same you way. Know, I, don't I don't want to pay, pay for, for that, that either. But, exactly. You know, I don't care. You know, they, exactly. If they're going to be paying for that, you know, I'm going to be able to go and do, you know, do whatever legal vice I want to do. Because the way I look at it is, um, you know, we pay for all these things. And yet, I mean, I, I, look, I am pro freedom and all that and do whatever you want for your own body. As long as you're not harming other people, as long as you're not taking stuff from other people. That's the problem I have with drugs. That's why I can never be for drug legalization. One of the reasons I can never be for drug legalization and stuff like this. Okay, well, am I far off well, on this? Don't don't people who vape pay for their own health insurance? But they don't pay when they make emergency room visits. Yeah, you do. You pay. I pay for emergency. No, you can walk into an emergency room and everybody can. You know, it's they take. Look, <laughs> I love to see that. I know I went to the emergency room. I paid a lot of money for that. But some, if I'm not okay, correct me if I'm wrong. But it, like for example, an illegal immigrant, because this is where I learned about a lot of this stuff. Illegal immigrants, let's say if they get hurt, they can go to the emergency room, get fixed up. They don't have to pay for it. Uh, they'll they'll bill you. You'll get billed for it. You know, whether or not you pay it back, that's a different story, but yeah. you'll get billed. And also puts a burden on the healthcare system. Think of it that way. Are, are, they could raise your healthcare rates because there are more people vaping, more people being liabilities, and you have to the pay more into that. The amount of damage that... Pe okay, so vaping has been proven to be 99% less dangerous chemicals than smoking. It has no I don't tar. Believe, I don't believe that. There I'm is sorry, no tar. Let's see. Vegetable glycol, you got three materials: vegetable glycol, propylene glycol, nicotine, and then I guess whatever. Flavor yeah, nicotine, agents. great, great yeah, ingredient. Yeah, you know what else has nicotine in it? <laughs> Tomatoes, potatoes, what? green peppers. Yes. Somebody needs to fact check. Fact that, check it. Go ahead, look it up. It. Look it up. I don't buy it. It is true. I just don't buy it. Tomatoes, you know. So we're gonna ban ketchup now because there's nicotine. Yeah, but people ketchup. aren't going into the hospital for eating ketchup. People aren't going unless to they like shoving up their butts. Regular vaporizers, <laughs> they are not going to the hospital for that. Unless they will be. They won't. They, they would have be. already done it by now. It takes time for these effects. These does, are long-term effects. It does not. These aren't take immediate. That much. It's not like with alcohol where you can, you know, start swallowing on your own vomit. You know, after you know you do something real stupid with it, or choke on your own vomit after you do something really stupid with it, or drugs where you can OD on it quickly. This thing because takes it's not forever. It is dangerous. If it was more dangerous, you'd see a lot more deaths with the amount no, of people taking it. You need it. time. Look at like stuff like like Advil. Like a, what was it? It was either Advil or Tylenol, where fifty people a year die from that. More people died from, I think it was Tylenol, than vaping. You know, think about I don't that. believe it. Think so, about I don't that. believe what it. Was it? Was and it's it? also it not comparable because, again, vaping is a new phenomenon. You need to measure it this is, thing, no, how it's, it's been out there for a long, of, many years. It is based years. off of smoking. It is but a they found many studies. delivery system <laughs> that is significantly more effective than the smoking because you cut out the tar. You, there's no tar but there's physically. other toxins in it. You what, trade what, other bad stuff made, for more bad stuff. It's made stuff. in a lab. It's made a lab standards. 
I don't believe yes, it. Yes, it is. I don't believe yes, it. Yes, it is. They they made those changes. Trump did make a change where they are made in a lab now. So I've, what's the point of vaping then? Because it's a nicotine delivery system. You get nicotine from it. And why is that good? Because it's a nootropic. <laughs> There's actually a plenty of uh, benefits to short and long-term memory from nicotine. I don't buy it. Yes, there was in the studies. I don't buy I think the I negatives have, outweigh the positive. You have the documents. I, ha- I do have. There is studies. <laughs> there is studies that nicotine itself... You know, take away whatever preconceptions you have about the nicotine delivery system. But nicotine itself is a nootropic. It has positive qualities to it. Phil, what do you think? I think people should just be able to do whatever they want. I mean, But I'm what if it like, negatively affects other people? I mean, anything could affect other people. Look, what about... Um, so what? So by that logic, mm-hmm. do we do we ban food? Do we ban no? But foods. And, well, let's ban let's ban soda. Let's how ban. People, how many diabetics and overweight people do we have in this country? Like by that logic, they should just you know we should just go liberal and just make you know. But food's a necessity. All, we all need yeah, food. Yeah, soda. No, not 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 soda not high high fat high sugar products like oh by by your logic you we would basically we should basically turn every supermarket into a freaking whole food <laughs> except like yeah like no I mean, no 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 because yeah you can get diabetes from it but it's it's way less likely and it's way uh, less severe effects than smoking what? Smoking gives you cancer. You know how much people have diabetes in the United States? You know know how much more expensive diabetes can get? I know it can get crazy. You know how expensive it is for insulin? No. It is is incredibly... I've heard it's expensive. Yes. And then for the millions of people have diabetes in America? But But here's the thing. There are, there are companies that can't produce insulin fast enough for the people in this country. Yeah. I know, and that's an issue, but at the same it's time... Much, it's a much yeah, wait, worse wait, issue than vaping. So, mm. so, so this is where, yeah, this is why I tail off, because about oh, oh, a handful of people are dying, and, and of course, dying, you know, is like, you know, it's tragic, period. But, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, if you're going to, if you, by that definition, if you're going to go after vaping, mm-hmm. as a handful of people are dying, you have to set the standard for everything else right no to, yeah, no because do. vaping has no positive yes it does there is positives <laughs> no. to nicotine what? there is there is positives to nicotine Look. it is a here how about let's use cigarettes as another example well there's a big difference between vaping and cigarettes there's i know do you think yeah. cigarettes should be banned carbon no. monoxide which messes up your whole body i don't think cigarettes should be banned i don't think we should ban it we don't we should not well, be in the business why should the government be banning things for per- for safety of no, its citizens the no, government has to protect people make their, no that's not the point of the government the, the government should enable liberty are you messing with us sean <laughs> no us, no i just think i think it's it's dumb to allow things that we know have dramatic negative effects on people. And I know people are going to say vaping isn't as bad. Well, we tell them that they, hey, this could cause cancer. Boom. Okay, they're aware. They they can make an informed decision. They have perfect knowledge at that point, you know, that cigarettes yeah. can lead to cancer. And, and, then, and then cancer, and then you get to that, oh, it causes cancer. What doesn't cause cancer? What doesn't cause cancer in this Apples, country? oranges, Well, there's people bread. who smoke too that, like, uh, we, can, we on, have the technology where we can detect if you have the, the genes that would lend you to get cancer more likely. Like we have the technology right now. Take 23 and me. Boom. Are you likely to get cancer from smoking? No. Okay. Then you should not have to go and pay anything extra if you smoke. 
on your insurance because you're by, you're likely not to have any problems with it. But wouldn't you guys agree that let's say um, how do I word this? If we have more deaths, more problems, more costs associated with more people smoking, more people going to hospital, doesn't that put a burden on the rest of society and through your insurance? Let's use that. Would you guys agree with that at least? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, no. theoretically, you know, I guess it probably would, but you know, I'm not going to go and start flipping out over little things like that. And in the whole world of drugs, like nicotine is like not, not even that bad. Really? Yeah. It's addictive as heck. It's addictive, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's like dangerous. Yeah, it is. It, because people have to keep doing it. You don't have to keep doing it. Yeah, people, people, some, now, people, once they take a quick, you know, few hits of that nicotine cigarette, they're stuck on it. I don't know if that's true. Have you known anybody that like smoke a cigarette and then never smoke one ever again? Yeah, I used to smoke all the time. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I use vaping. But yeah, that's not you cigarette. move from one nicotine product to another. Yeah, but the vaping is You're significant. You're addicted to it. Significant. There is 99 Could you go a day without your vape? I've done it before. Really? Yeah, I've gone Then days. why don't you quit? Why would I want to? It's fun. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, it is. How? You don't, you don't know. It's, it's fun. It's, it's like a little bit of a nicotine buzz from it. It's, nicotine is a nice chemical. It keeps you alert. Oh, man. No, I'm it, sorry. It, it, it improves uh, my We know cigarettes are bad. But we this is know not vaping a, is going to be bad. No, we it's don't. going to be bad. No, we don't. I, I just see that's where... I don't think we're going to find common ground nicotine, if we can't nicotine, agree that vaping is bad. Nicotine is not a bad chemical. It is I, no I don't different than caffeine. It's no different than caffeine. Look no, it up. caffeine There's you studies. don't get addicted to. Yes, I you drink do. this every yes, now and then. I've never been addicted, addicted to, to it. Caffeine. You can get physically addicted to caffeine. You can, but it's way less likely than with nicotine. No. Nicotine seen, is you, strong and if powerful. If we ban caffeine in the workforce, you know how much productivity would decrease? Yeah, well, I don't want to ban caffeine. Why not? It's addictive. Yeah, but it's not putting people in the hospital for lung cancer. Yeah, vaping does not put people in the hospital it will for be. lung cancer. It has been. Not for lung cancer. Well, it's been for lung disease technically, well, but you're going to see so many are, bad 99% issues. 99% of them are vaping THC. They're using other black market products. And we have they can make it in, in, in laboratories where they do not have any an, an adult adulterated contents in it. They can make it using science. I, I don't believe it. it. I look because these Is companies it, know they have to make addictive people stay on it, and that's what they're doing. They it's all it about money. They're making money off of people's death and destruction. Vaping's not killing anyone unless they go and start buying like off like off brand stuff. That would be like saying it has let, long term effects. Let's ban Jack Daniels because someone's drinking moonshine that is the level of intelligence no, this, that's okay if you're using an analogy is. that's where we know that's the same thing. no he, he is right though let's ban let, let, let's ban Velveeta because there's an obese death in America like no I'm sorry it's like it's like I, I honestly I honestly don't care if it kills I don't care if it kills people because you're making a choice. Like when you put that, when you put that cigarette in your mouth, when you put that food in your mouth, you are making a conscious decision. If you know, you know, like this isn't new information. Like, oh, these these things kill people. No, you know that these things kill people, and yet you do it anyway. That is your informed decision. Okay, I don't care. Like if you like, look, if you wanna, if you wanna do whatever you wanna do, that's part. That's part of what freedom is. Freedom to make your own decisions. I and, agree. But I just don't you know, want to be paying for it. 
but well, you can't, but you for, can't have it both ways. They pay for their though. own insurance. You know, everyone pays for their own insurance. Yeah, but their rates get jacked up because people make stupid well, decisions. Well, they can put them in their own. Like, I just want to limit it. As I want to limit it. I know it, in an idealistic world, you can't ban everything that makes people bad because they're still going to do things. I get that. I just want to limit it. And, and it's so not much not, to ask. And <laughs> let's not act like. And let's not act like these health insurance companies aren't going to find a way to screw you over anyway. Oh, yeah, true, true. They're, they're in, bed with, they're in yeah. bed with the pharmaceutical industry. They're yeah. trying to hurt you. If we actually had like a health, like in a perfect world healthcare system, healthcare costs would be so far down. You know, but we had like these, in, they, they're out to make money. And then we have these, this patent system, which is frankly pretty messed up. That's, that's creating these insanely high costs. And they're like, it's this whole organization that's okay. trying to hurt the common well, it's man. A necessary, well, it's a necessary evil. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the problem. You know? Okay. But I want to go back to something else because it's important because this is an interesting philosophical thing. Do you guys think the role of government is to, um, Broadly speaking, not 100%, not with everything, um, watch out for or keep the public safe, look at public safety. You know, Do you think there's a role in government to be concerned with public safety? I think the, gar the role of government should be to ensure freedom. Okay, so then should we abolish the FDA? Uh, well, if people, well, well, I believe that to be free, you have to be able to make a good decision. You should have you should have to know the facts. And if people are adulterating yeah. food, then they do not know, they don't have perfect information. And I think the government. But it's freedom. Well, it's no, freedom. I, no, I believe that you should have. But it's freedom. But you cannot make an, a true de a informed decision if you don't have all. Why the facts. should you need to make an informed decision? Because that's part of freedom. If people, you can't just have people lying to you. That's that sure is can't freedom. No, there is a certain no. There, I'm is just playing thing. with you. By the way, I'm not arguing this. No, I but, know, but I'm you know. part of freedom. You have to be able to have true information. If people lie to you, that's not real freedom. So when a news outlet lies, how should we deal with that? Well, they should be fined. Okay. So see, this is where I'm getting at. If a news outlet is <sighs> deliberately saying fake news, then they should be like they should be held liable for that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that shouldn't be, they shouldn't be allowed if they call themselves a news outlet. If they call themselves, you know, a, uh, like a talk show or something or like a comedy show, you know, they can do that because they're not at selling it as a, as truth. But if you make a claim, you should be required to back it up in some way. Now, if Jewel is saying that this is healthy for you, you know, they should be required to back that up. If they're saying this is not as dangerous as cigarettes, you know, they can, they pro and they probably have the capability to show that it is less unhealthy than cigarettes, and they should be allowed to say that. Mm -hmm. So in other words, um, so I'm trying to get something out of this here, which is, do you then think that there should be some government regulation or limitations to freedom? Because you said that the government's purpose is to... Um, uh, how'd you work with freedom? To it's to enable freedom. Enable freedom. But if you have things that are, you know, um, I guess you could say controlling parts of society, how is that freedom then? Well, you well, you shouldn't be lying. You know that I believe shouldn't be, but shouldn't you be allowed to? Well, if you as what a is a lie? Want to lie? Well, but if well, you're it delivering false information to mislead someone, well, I think that's different. If you're gonna well, say that like nine like nine eleven didn't happen, you know, you should be allowed to say that. I disagree with that, but it, you're not trying to. But sell isn't that a lie? 
Yeah, but you're yeah, not but trying to go and like sell a product or so. You're not trying to manipulate. Someone. Okay. You're not, so and you're not trying to like look because because the the you look at the First Amendment, like not everything is not everything is protected under free speech. Exactly. Like you can't you can't scream fire or you can't scream bomb on an airplane, right? Mm -hmm. You can't you know you know you can't and, make a threat. You can't make a violent threat, correct? Right, right, and and and, and like, like, look, and you, I think lying, lying is okay until it, until you do it to where you're affected, you're you're affecting the livelihood of somebody else. Mm, you know? That's what I believe. Shouldn't have huh? you can do that. That's what I was saying earlier. If you can do whatever you want for your life, as long as you're not negatively affecting other people. I think that's different because like you're 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 lying. You're providing false information. I like see when the right. cigarettes said, right. "Hey, the doctors recommend smoking camels." You know that's that is neg that would be illegal and that should be illegal. But to go and say, "Hey, you know we're camel cigarettes. You know we're better. You know." Whatever they want to say, they should be allowed to exist, but they shouldn't be allowed to go and lie about stuff. And I think they should be allowed to advertise too, because we allow liquor to advertise and beer, and we allow drug companies like antidepressants to advertise, and mm -hmm. you know, no one else allows that. So I don't see Here's how they're the allowed to do that. Here's an issue though with the smoking thing. If you allow them to have a let's you know, allow these parks to be out there, allow them to have more freedom, allow them to have all these things. You know, as we're seeing with younger demographics, they're using these things more. Isn't allowing these um, things to be on the market? Because I know, yes, you have to be a certain age to buy them, but obviously that doesn't stop younger kids from using them. Isn't doesn't that mean that younger, less informed minds, they're they can't make a rational decision on this. They can't make their own decision on this because they're young and they don't know about this stuff. They don't get it. Like, is it really fair? to i could say the younger demographic then to allow this stuff to be out there the way it is well that's why they have an age limit why you have to be 18 to but it hasn't it. stopped that well you know what's stopping yeah you know, i know people who've drank since they were 13 you know that yeah if you get that happening too, people you know people smoke weed here kids you know that's that's been illegal for everybody but like something like 50 percent of american population tried weed at some point in their life you know possibly more than that now so how do we then stop younger people from using vapes mm, you know we have age limits it's also, and it's then not, it's also prosecute. not my fault that they have garbage parents yeah that's where the parents <laughs> yeah. are for their parents well stop. here's the thing i agree with that but i don't know because like here's the thing when when a parent tells a kid not to do something that in a way makes them want to do that thing more um you know it yeah, if your parent sees you That's what I'm saying. Like, if how do you fix this? If parent sees you vaping, the parent can go and take out the belt and start spanking your butt <laughs> and take the and take the vaporizer and throw it in the garbage can. You know, that's what but a parent can do. can't do that anymore. That's called domestic abuse now. Well, you know, they, they just have to get rid of the vaporizer. You know, if the parent sees Yeah, that, get rid of them. Ban them. <laughs> no, not ban them. Just because something's out there doesn't mean that you have to do it. Look at Mormons. They don't believe in drinking coffee, but you don't see them like banning Starbucks. Well, because coffee doesn't give you cancer. <laughs> uh, not not according to California. Yikes. <laughs> Wait, coffee gives you cancer? Apparently, it does. What? They had to like have a like read that. I think it, there's a sign in your little coffee cup, and like 
According to the well, Surgeon California General California thinks California. everything gives you cancer. Because everything probably does give you cancer. I don't believe it. You I don't believe anything comes out of California. Some, you gotta die at some point in your life. You know, cancer. By the time that's the problem, anyways, we'll probably cure for that. And we put in so much billions of dollars into cancer research. You know, either that real, you can go and like buy a new lung. You know, and see that would be the point, I guess, where we just stop caring about cigarettes. Like, oh yeah, you could just go down to the lung warehouse and pick up a new one. <laughs> Lung warehouse. Lung warehouse. Like men's warehouse. Yeah. Like <laughs> They're oh, all so on the like shelves. And you gotta pick the one that fits you best. Oh, look at this. We've got a designer lung over here. This is modeled after Michael Phelps. Oh, yes. Mm. <laughs> Any final thoughts on this before we go to a little break? None? No, I think, yeah. No. I don't know. Like, you have to either believe in freedom or you don't believe in freedom. I don't, I see, I think yeah. that's so flawed. Like, there, that's so flawed because we don't have freedom. Well, we, we can have the mo you could believe in wanting more nothing's freedom. absolute. Well, nothing's, a well, mm, except, well, there are no. certain, there are certain, uh, maybe, you but can, like, you can have freedom is not freedom. absolute, nor should it be. I know that's going to be an unpopular thing to say on this show. Well, the government, well, see, if you don't believe it, like the government should provide the most freedom that it, like it should try to provide that it for can. society that has the most freedom possible. I agree. The way I look at things though, is that society needs some guide rails. It needs something. The way I look at it for freedom is you're in this little, you know, um, uh, you're in this little square. You have all the freedom you want. As long as you're in this little square and there's like bumpers to sort of keep things in line. I know that can maybe sound some people kind of liberal. That's the way I look at it. To me, because that's a practical sense. Because, you know, you can't buy every gun you want. You can't say well, anything that, you want. Well, and okay. I know people are going to disagree so with, with buying me. Buying the guns, I think that's, you know, that could be expanded. You know, that. I think in some ways, like, I think uh, they should expand concealed carry. But stuff like you know you you have to get background check to get a gun. That's a, that's technically a limitation uh, on freedom, but no, it keeps society like safer. You, know, I, I, I you don't, don't like background like, checks? No, I don't like background Why? checks. Why would I like it? Because it prevents, you know, it makes it harder for people bad can, people to have guns. They can get it easily. You can easily. Just but it makes it harder, stuff. doesn't it? Well, I mean, you can just go and make a. You, there's so many things you can do if you want to do bad stuff. You can stab someone. I know, but doesn't it make it harder? And why is that necessarily a bad thing to make something harder for bad people to get? Because it makes it harder for good people to get to, and it makes it more expensive. Mm, I don't like entirely agree with that. You know why can't I go and a little inconvenience for a little safer society? No, I mean I it's, trade it's not it. like what's stopping the yeah. Look at Philadelphia. You know, have, most of these guns are are illegal anyways. You know. Yeah, but that's there. going too far. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's it's happening though. You can't have it like you know. Let's just have it back in the day. You know, let's let's bring the firearms in the 21st century. <laughs> now, why can you order a car to your house? We can't order a gun to your house. You know, why is it when you try to travel across state lines, like it, it becomes this convoluted mess? Mm -hmm. It's like you're traveling across different countries. You know, with the firearm laws, it doesn't make any sense. Well, because different states have different laws. I know, and guns. that's the problem. I think we should have. You know, you get your. Isn't license. that not necessarily a bad thing? Because if there are bad gun policies, we can see the results. No, because then it becomes a pain. Like, what if you live in? What if you live in a RV? How how are you going to survive? How are you going to have your Second Amendment and an RV at the same time? I mean, well, aren't, okay, because I don't know a lot about this, but aren't there some exceptions for state-by-state -state travel? Okay, so, like, if you live in an RV, like, if you travel between states, you can't stop anywhere. It has to be continuous. And, like, your, your state origin, uh, your destination, like, so if you, 
Get like stay at a gas. hotel or stop for gas. Like if you stop for gas, there might be an exception for that. But if like you stop to get a bite to eat, mm-mm. <laughs> you know, best not be stopping Maryland, D.C., New York, or else you're gonna be thrown in the slammer if they catch you. Yeah. Well, last thing I'll say because then we gotta go break. I think because this is where I have a lot of issues with libertarians. I think this whole libertarian ideal that we can have this unlimited freedom and we'll live in a nice, happy world is very flawed. It doesn't make any sense. And I think, like I said, society needs a little bit of control. Just needs a little bit. Doesn't need a lot. Just because, look, I think we'd all agree there are too many dumb people out there, too many people to make bad decisions. You need to kind of keep those people from hurting the people that are making good decisions or becoming a burden. Yeah. You sound a little liberal right now. I know, but am I wrong? Let them let them die. Am I wrong? Let them die. Let them make mistakes. Am I wrong? No, because what you're doing <laughs> is you're preventing natural selection. <laughs> okay. My cynical side is like, oh, yes. But my practical side is like, uh, we kind of can't do that. Yeah, you can. We've done it for thousands of years, you know? No. Let them make mistakes. Let them fall on their face. You know? I think for some things, as long as I'm not paying for it, as long as it becomes a dozen problems for as me. As long as they can make an informed decision, you know, it's their mistake to make. If they know something's bad, you shouldn't be holding their hand. You know, it's not... I agree as long as I don't have to pay for it and it doesn't affect me. That's That would be perfectly fine for me. Yeah. I don't think it's... I don't think my stance on this is unreasonable at all. At all. Uh, I guess we'll talk about actually some stuff that's happening at Penn State here. So... I went to the hospital, or not the hospital, uh, <laughs> I went to the fitness center, the intramural building as they call it. <laughs> to, so that happened. Yeah, that happened twice. Um, and I also went to the medical center and I saw these new things Penn State has. They're called gender identification cards. Okay. This is what our tuition money is being spent on. These little cards that say, please call me, insert name. My gender pronouns are, and it's a blank box. You can fill whatever you want on there. Then you have to say your sexual orientation, which is gay, straight, lesbian, bisexual, queer, pansexual, or asexual. Asexual does not exist, by the way, uh, in my opinion. And then there's gender identity. Um, and also you can fill in your own uh, sexual orientation identity. They, they put a little blank space for you to add your own there. And the same with gender identity. There's woman, man, transgender, gender queer, which I don't know what that means, and non-binary. Or you can have a different identity in the blank box and write your own in. Um, yeah, so why do these things exist and why do they spell folks with an X? <laughs> well, it's a new way to go and feel special about yourself. You know, so that's yeah. not just... You, know, you can't just be gay anymore. You know, you have to be like gender, queer, non-binary, transsexual. Hmm. You know, like it's, it's something new. It's just like it's a way to express yourself, I guess. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, oh, OK, well, you know, I'm instead of just like wearing, you know, like a different band T-shirt, you know, I'm just going like, to like wear a lady skirt and I'm going to carry this around with me so I can be like. Hey, um, you know, you know, Gestapo, here's my here's my papers. And it's like. Okay, sir. <laughs> you know, it's you know, the you, gender. The you gender know when you give your, li- your license like an office or something, you have to bring this thing out now? Yeah, that's, I guess what, that's what they're pushing. Like, every, And then, like, you see the real progressive types in, like, their email, uh, in their, like, email signatures. They'll be, like, they'll have the pronouns, and it's just like, oh, God. I know. It's always at the bottom of the email, like, the signature. And it's like, oh, you see, like, oh, phone number. And then, oh, these gender pronouns that don't exist, like, zer. 
it's just creating more problems. It's making society more complicated for the for no. Purpose, should we ban really. these? <laughs> no, I don't think they should be banned. Like, if you want to be stupid and like have these things, you're more, you're more than welcome to it. Do you have to care about it? No. But again, why am I paying for this at Penn State? Well, I see, have an issue a, with there that. There is a difference. Like you know, Penn State. Penn State's offering that. I don't think they should. And you have a right as it, like you. I don't think you should be forced to pay for that. Like like that's there's a difference. Like I don't think you should have to pay mm. for that. But Penn State is a voluntary organization. Now see if yeah, like, but so it's also taxpayer funded. Yeah, and I I don't think we should be funding a, at least this aspect of that. Because like that's silly. what what's the point of this thing? I could literally type this up on like an iPhone or a paper that I print out or write it myself. Why do we have to spend money to give people these cards they're never going to use? What's the point of the LGBTQAIIP Resource Center over here? I don't and think it's true. About, and we're about to get canceled in five, <laughs> four, three, two. No. Well, I mean, um, you know, they, they have stupid things, you know. I know. I and think those yeah. are useless. I do too. Don't want to pay for it. Want uh, I want them. If you want, I want Penn State to well, ban these. That's funny. That, that's funny though when you think about it. That's not eco-friendly. It's not because you're using colored paper and it's thick paper. I mean, look at this thing. You know what they should do is just tell the uh, gender non-conforming people who would make you such as to print that out themselves and to fold up and put in their wallet. Yeah, and here's the thing too. Like they're making me, you know, they're forcing me to understand, talk about, know all these things about them that. Maybe some people disagree about, like the whole gender, queer, non-binary thing. I don't think those things are genuinely real, to be honest. That's just my opinion. Could be wrong, but I've I've heard about this stuff before. I've talked to people about it. I just there's only two genders: man, woman. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know that's. You have something to add, Dictator Phil? Billy boy. I think he disappeared on silly us. Philly. Did my vape stance trigger everyone out of existence? No, oh, he's going to be back, he said. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I just Ban like, these ID cards. Ban them. I don't want to pay for think, them. Yeah, they, shouldn't, they, they should not be funded by Penn State. Oh, my God. See, everybody does agree. But that's not conservative stance, is it? What, just not to fund stuff? Yeah. They yeah. should be allowed to. No, they should be allowed to do that with their own money. I mean, if, I if they want to, you know, they can... See, people secretly agree with me on this vaping thing. They just don't realize No, it. it's not agreeing <laughs> with vaping. Like, I never said that. Like, I think that they should exist. You know, you can. You, I'm not saying that Penn State should provide me vaporizer. Mm. You know, I'm not saying Penn State should send me vape juice. But you agree with the principle, though, that you what? don't want to pay for stuff you don't like. Well, well, I already pay for health insurance. I know, but these things... We don't want them, right? We don't want our money going towards them. No, I don't want my money going towards I don't want you to pay for my vaporizer either. I don't think that you should pay for the government. I don't think that, you know, Trump should be sending me vape juice in the mail. I don't think I should be getting a tax subsidy to go and vaporize. <laughs> tax subsidy. You know, there's a difference the between wanting subsidy. the opportunity to do something versus wanting for it to be funded. Mm, I agree, but... Again, consequences they have to pay for is why I come in and say well, no. If you if you kill yourself off of vaping, that should be between you and your medical provider. I agree, but it isn't. Well, that's not my fault, and they need to fix a health insurance program. Here we go. Like they can fix a health insurance program. Like do that. That's what I'm saying. They I'm already not... they already put you into like different categories. You know, they they already kind of deal with that. And you know, the vaping, it's not even like nearly as strong of an issue as cigarettes. It actually helps you get off of cigarettes, so it, it's actually a net benefit. Mm. 
disagree. Yeah, no, it is an app benefit. I know people uh, who went from cigarettes to vape I know. to nothing. And I know, and I said I think I think it's good in some of those cases. It is a net benefit. But I don't think it's a net benefit. It absolutely is. You know, you get, I mean, yeah, sure, you get kids out there who do it, but, you know. Lots of kids. So what? They, you know how many kids used to smoke cigarettes? Too many. Yeah. And, you know, now they're just vaping. It's like, eh, <laughs> I saw, like I first saw world j- problems. I saw a joke on the movie The Brothers Grimsby where mm. the Sasha the Sasha Baron Cohen ca- character he has like a I think he has like a ten year old kid and he was smoking and he's and and the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen character he's like hey you're too young to be smoking you should be vaping instead it's just it's funny it's, it's so funny. relevant yeah like you know it's, it's so what. You know, if they want to vape, I don't care that much. Like, you know, it's not like they're don't shooting up heroin. For it. You know, I don't think we should be like... Vaping's the gateway drug. <laughs> oh, God, that, that whole excuse. It's like, oh... Do you guys... I'm curious. you guys believe in gateway drugs? Well... Or if there, if you do, which well, would I be? I don't think that alcohol... I don't think a legal drug would be a gateway drug. Like, I could under... Like, see, and I really don't think in gateway drugs too much, but like, you know, theoretically, I can understand where weed's coming from. You have to go to I a think drug it depends dealer. on the person. You personally. have to go to a drug dealer to get weed. You don't have to go to a drug dealer to buy cigarettes depends or alcohol. State. I think it's. I think it depends on the person. I think there's also people that are just naturally going to do all these bad things, and then I think there are people that are on the fence. And then once they start one, they get more curious about others or they want a higher high and they start doing other things. Then I think there are people that can just do one thing and that's it. I think it's a real Mar- depends thing. Mar- marijuana is a gateway drug to, uh, to munchies, to, to munch it, to munchy, sleepy and happy. That's, that's, yeah. that's what, that's what it's the gateway to. Like, see, I mean, the only, like, what do you mean by gateway drug? How are we defining that? I think like it leads to other drugs. Yes. Like, yes. Now, like the only thing with pot. Th- now, if we legalize pot, I don't think it'd be a gateway drug because what happens is you're being put into contact with drug people because you have to get drugs from drug people. You don't have to get cigarettes from. You drug think that's people. what makes it a gateway drug? Is how yeah. you get it? Yeah, because you get put into contact with those people. Like your weed dealer probably is dealing more than just weed too, because you're probably a lot more money by dealing a little bit of cocaine, and then. You know, you start getting onto that, and it's like, you know, cocaine's probably good. Probably, cocaine would probably be a gateway drug. I would probably consider cocaine a great Why? Drug. Because it leads to actual, like, other harder stuff. Like, it puts you in league with, like, those. But how does it? Because cocaine's pretty close to crack. Once you smoke crack, because, you know, that's that's a pretty hard drug. Because cocaine is super expensive, and then yeah. once you realize you can't afford it, that after a while, then you start going to the harder stuff. go, like, meth. Stuff. Yeah. You mean Adderall? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah actually yeah that's probably more of a gateway drug than anything it's like probably opi like probably like oxycontin that's probably the most powerful gate that's probably like the real gateway drug out here not marijuana Ooh. i'd probably say like i have an interesting thought do you think oxycontin opioids adderall do you think any of those should be banned oh i don't think they should be banned what no no no. What? There's legitimate People are getting medical. addicted to them and dying but from them. But there's legitimate medical use. Well, you know, but there'll be exceptions to those, but we have an opioid epidemic. Well, they're already, the like, you not, already have to be prescribed. The problem's them. not so much the drug themselves. The problem's not so much the drug themselves. It's the shady business at which they're, they're being, you know. Yeah, they're how they're given to people. Yeah, that's it's true. how it's happening. Like, no, they're, it's the medical, it's the medical companies and the shady doctors that are, like, that are, 
over prescribing these things at record amounts. It's the people that are that are over prescribe the doctors that are over prescribing these patients for, for stuff that they don't even, they might not even need in the yeah. first place. That that's the problem. I tend to agree. At the same time, though, would any of you ever take opioids? Oh yeah, if my after I got I hit would by a never car, take I would it. absolutely have taken one, but they didn't give me any opioids. So, I would never do it. I I think it's. I mean, because I don't know enough about it, and I'm afraid, you know, the dosage they give or whatever. I don't know what's in these pills. I really don't know what they're putting. You could. You, I don't know how much it would take to get addicted to it. Because as we can see, it's becoming a terrible epidemic, and. I mean, I don't like. I think they should be banned, but obviously, except for the medical reasons, well, that, where it's you at small amounts. Cannot but, buy. You cannot buy opioids at the at the store. You can't be like, hey, doc, no, I just no, want no. some oxycontin. But they, just give me some of that. No, but through pill mills, that's how a lot of these people are getting stuck well, on they them. Ban- they they those, those are not legal, and Trump's well, been crack cracking down, down on, on the them. Pill mills. But no, they put loopholes in laws that allows they, them. Well, the to stay thing open. is, you know, when I got hit by a car, because of all these anti-opioid laws, I could not get actual, like, what I needed. Usually what you just need, because this is what they gave me for when I was some teeth, was like, I call them like super uh, ibuprofens, where it's a higher dosage, but it's of, of like your regular Motrin or Tylenol or something, but it's way safer, and it gets rid of the pain. Uh, I don't see any problem with that. No, you haven't been hit by a car either. <laughs> no, I no, no, I was hit by a tow truck. <laughs> oh yeah, you were not physically yeah, hit by a car. <laughs> I know, but I, I just don't. I I don't know. I don't know a lot. Of, I'm gonna sound like Sam Richards, but I don't know a lot of answers to a lot of these things. But I still I still think that um you know you gotta draw a line somewhere and you gotta take some more extreme actions or else this, this stuff's just gonna get worse it's like the most first world problem out there it's like first oh, world problem people are vaping oh no for yeah but i'm talking about opioids though oh the opioids yeah. that's a well, really well, the, really bad problem well, yeah the real problem is we're letting china send fentanyl over that here. too yeah that's the biggest problem and the pill mills are also a huge problem should fentanyl stay legal or should that be fentanyl, banned what? fentanyl's not legal I think they need to. I need. Yeah. I think they need to get tougher on these doctors. I, I think agree. Fentanyl is not legal. Doctors. Like, if you're prescribed fentanyl, it's should because, stay illegal. Well, I'm not suggesting that. we... No, I know you're not. But I'm just saying, as a thought experiment about legalize what we legalize, and what we don't, should stay illegal. Is that a good thing? Does that actually stop it? Well, sure. Would have been making it legal be better? I don't. I don't think, know. I'm just asking. I don't think making it le- like. I mean, making it legal for over-the-counter purposes. I don't think that would be necessarily a good idea. I mean, we already have schedules in place, and I think you know fentanyl is fine for that. Now, if you wanted in the in you know my sort of ideal future, I think you know if if you have been screened by a doctor and you want to go and take recreational drugs, yeah, I think that would be you know fine if you're already pre-screened. They actually monitor you for that, and you got the money for it, and you're not like pregnant or anything. You know, go for it. Last thing I want to touch on, because uh, we have a few seconds left here. I was in Social 119, again, Sam Richards' famous sociology class on race relations, and I learned a new phrase, a uh, new PC, new SJW phrase, because uh, they were discussing white privilege, and they were going after this one guy, because he said one of the girls that was defending uh, the idea of white privilege says it exists, and he was kind of starting to question it a bit, and she was getting kind of... Um, emotional let's say with him and he went oh you're acting aggressive you know i think you guys are kind of being a bit aggressive 
And she said that he was tone policing her. What is tone policing? And why? Like, that is one of the stupidest terms I've ever heard. Because if you call somebody out for being disrespectful and saying, hey, we're just having a discussion here. Let's be a bit more respectful, not so emotional. It's tone policing. Like, Isn't that what Hillary kept doing to Trump was saying, I don't like Trump's tone? Isn't she tone policing there? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's like when you have bad tone or something, like when you don't sound nice to him. Yeah. Yeah, I actually met with Sam Richards actually on uh, this week on Wednesday. Interesting guy. I don't think he's as liberal as people think he is. I think he's... He's technically a registered libertarian. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, How is he libertarian? Well, because he... I think what he said to me was that he kind of... Even though it sounds like he believes in some liberal things, he keeps... He, re, he says he reads a lot of libertarian stuff to kind of keep himself in check and keep, see the other side. But I think he's also very... He's kind of... He's kind of like, you know... Pro freedom in some ways, but not in others. So I, I don't know. I don't know. What what does he want to like? What does he want to take away your freedom with? Um, sounds like like he he explained this to me. Like if he thinks something's bad in society or he doesn't like something, he would quickly write laws just banning it in his ideal words. But yeah, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. Let's do this. Let's uh-huh. do that. That sounds a lot like you. I know. <laughs> and I'm not a liberal though, and I'm not registered libertarian. I'm registered Republican. <laughs> Yeah, like, see, that that's the same philosophy that does, uh, you know. But I don't think, I think depending on how far ban- you go, I don't think it's a bad he thing wants, at all. He wants to ban the things that, you know, you don't like, and that's why you don't like Not them. necessarily. I think he's probably, I'm guessing, I could be wrong. I think he's pro-drug legalization. I'm not. I know, he just wants to ban certain things that you don't like and then allow certain Well, doesn't everyone? Do. Well, yeah, but there's a philosophy behind it. I know. Well, let's look at gay marriage, for example. That was made, that was illegal for the longest time, but hey, I believe it should be legal. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to like, at some point, you know, there has to be a philosoph- philosophical argument. You know, my philosophical something. argument is pretty much around pragmatism and the you know the, the the effects whatever you're making legal or illegal has on other people. I I don't think that's radical at all. What is the purpose of marriage? Hmm. Some would to say screw, to legally screw over a dude for the rest of his life. <laughs> or there we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a certain a little bit cynical, but I mean, you know, there's a certain aspect of that I could understand. But like, I think the purpose of marriage is just. I mean, I don't know the legal definition or whatever. In my view, it's just to create a bond with somebody you love. Some would say it's to have kids, to have a family, to create a. F- to create a family support structure, you know, because like you could keep just abstracting marriage from what it was originally, you, you know, intended for, and you could get people marrying cars and like, <laughs> you know, adult robots and stuff like that. And that's, but what's wrong with let's say a man marrying another man? What's uh, wrong with that? What's the what's the negative societal effects, and why should we care? Well, what like well, what I'm saying is like what what is the point of marriage if it's just for two different like it's usually for man and a woman. You know, mostly to go and create a fam- familial structure. When uh, so you have I, like two masculines, you can make an argument that that's not really familial structure. I, I definitely see that because I think like if you're gonna, I think a more interesting debate is whether gay should be allowed to adopt. Well, that I think is more interesting. I think gay marriage should be just like, yeah, who cares? Well, what's stopping like two dudes from just getting married, not even being gay, and just using it for tax benefits? Honestly, fine. <laughs> 
Well, really like, don't care. Yeah, and that kind of defeats the purpose. Because everybody tax looks benefits. for tax benefits. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think that. Uh, I think that that legally, like like legally, I think if a if a if a dude wants to uh, have a civil union with another dude, hey, go for it. But like, I don't. I always felt like marriage was like more of a religious term. Mm. Um, so I would, I would be like, okay, well, why don't we just call all, all marriages, like as far as the government goes, just call all marriages, civil unions. And then if you want to call it a marriage, then you can do that. And then if two dudes want to call it whatever they want, they can go ahead and do, do that. I'm, I'm all for that idea because 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 yeah the because the one of the one of the things that like because marriage is kind of uh it's more so like a religious thing like it's it's it has a religious background to it but yeah it's legally you're tying yourself to some legally you're tying yourself to somebody uh supposedly well I would say forever, but we, we know that that's not true. Um, usually, but what if you're not religious and well, you want to get married? Marriage was made to go to benefit legally. You get the tax benefits so that you could have, you know, one. You could have the yeah. woman not have to work. Yeah, like, but that's not practical in today's world. Well, if you look at like, <laughs> don't that. that. Nothing happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Should play the please clap now. <laughs> There's that one up. Anyway, marriage. So, marriage, marriage, marriage. Uh, I think, Phil, you were saying something? I think, like, that it should just be, you know, they they should all be civil unions. It's not like, uh, I, I mean, if you... I don't know, like, because I, I think the fact that they called it marriage was more of a issue than the actual, like, the, the joining of civil unions itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of it was a church thing. Like, churches were getting mad at that. Like, and I mean, like, just don't call it a marriage. Call it a civil union. Call all of them a civil union. And then if you want to decree it to the church or whatever then go for it but i mean i i don't i think the thing is like no offense like to i like i get your logic but i don't think most people like have any emotional attachment to the word civil union so it's well, not it's gonna it, it, there is a difference between a man a dude marrying a dude and a dude marrying a woman i and agree and i believe there but nobody's be gonna be like terms. i want to yeah. get into a civil union with them like well, it's, they can everybody make wants the marriage they, they can make their own term union. they can make up some other they, term but yeah, they don't, they don't but, have... but see but if you're doing bait like okay look at it this way it they don't I'm trying to look at it from their perspective. Is what I'm doing. They don't see it as um, I don't want. It's hard to work. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to run into that issue again. Um, again, I'm trying to look at it from the gay people's perspective. I think they want to be. God, it's so hard to word. I don't want to say they won't be seen as the same, but it's like you're doing almost all of it the same way, and to call something different, I just don't think. That's something no, it, they'd it like. The masculine. There's a difference between the masculine and the feminine, and then just too masculine. I like, agree. Yeah. Like a man can try to be feminine, 
but it's not the same as a feminine being a feminine. It's like same reason, you know. It's it's just different. It's ingrained different. People I totally different. agree. I men totally and, and women agree. are different now. Sure, gay men have brains more similar to females, but still, it's not the same. You know, and like the whole purpose of marriage. You know, the reason why there's tax breaks and stuff is to enable women to be able to go and like work from home without like completely detrimenting the man. Like that's why like if you go and look at it, if you have a, uh, you know, you, that's why you combine your taxes because either usually the man, you know, he'll work and then the wife, you know, stays home or she'll work a job that doesn't make as much money as the man. And that's what the current tax structure is meant there to uh, protect. That's why like if you look at it, you know, if you're married, filed jointly, like you, you can go and like you, but you both put your incomes together and if, and you basically get double the stuff. So like, let's say you made 60, like you make a hundred thousand dollars. If you're an individual making a hundred grand, you're not going to be getting that much. You'll be getting a very high tax rate. But if your whole family's making, you know, if you're married, filing jointly, making a hundred grand, you're actually probably going to get like closer to middle-class tax rates. So that makes sense. You know, it, incurred, it allows that familial unit to function optimally. I have another question then. Should, let's say you marry a woman and you don't want to have kids. Does that, in your definition, does that count as marriage? Well, I mean, yeah, there, it, is, it, is a, it is a unit. It is a masculine, feminine unit. You know, I mean, if... You don't want to have kids. You kind of what is the purpose of marriage? Like I said, I think like if you don't have the religious, it's just sort of a, do that. it creates. I personally think again, this is going to sound wrong because obviously this hasn't been applied. This hasn't happened to everyone, but it, it to me the the point of it is create a sort of a a, a um, lasting locking bond. The, it should not saying it does but should create a lasting locking bond between you and your partner. You sort of, that's like your commitment. That's when you fully commit to it and you're saying, all right, we're sticking in this together forever. Obviously people don't do that because they file for divorce or they cheat on their spouses, that stuff. But I think it's more of a, I don't want to say symbolic because it's not really well, symbolic, ideally, but you know what I mean? Ideally they will be wanting to have kids. If they don't, yeah. you know, that's, that's fine. If you don't want to have kids, we should at least have the capability to attempt to create kids now like see if you had some sort of medical thing wrong with you and you can't have kids i think you should still be allowed to get married but like you know and then you can always have a different term for it but i don't know if it makes sense for the same tax benefits to apply because it is a net benefit for society to have parents produce children children uh, are a net benefit on society nice yes absolutely well what if well, hmm, I can't say that because I've parents, known parents. Parents, I've who, known who some are married. Yeah, you know, because it's not single parents. That should be. Yeah, that's terrible. And, and married parents are, you know, they have a significant net contribution to society, and that's why they should be encouraged. Because if you don't encourage marriage, then you they're just like, oh, we'll just have kids anyways out of wedlock, and that is terrible mm. for a society yes. if you look at statistics. Yeah. So you want to encourage married people to have kids. Hmm. And that's why marriages, you know, that's why they have benefits to it because they want it. The government wants to encourage that because it's, it's a good on society. And yeah. it's, you know, when you have like, you know, gay marriage, like 
it it doesn't produce the same effect. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think letting like I don't think letting gays marry devalues marriage at all. Well, I mean, I understand that it can maybe change the definition a bit, but I don't think it's really devaluing well, it because straight purpose. marriage is still the same thing. Well, the purpose. Well, I mean, the purpose of marriage is to create, you know, a positive home environment that creates fan- like creates children that are, you know, gonna have a higher chance to be more successful adults and help the economy. Because single parent households tend to not do that. Mm-hmm. Based on statistics, mm-hmm. like yeah, I know, I totally agree. Like you need to decentivize de- 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 single parenthood, obviously. And the only and the only way for them not to be single parenthood is basically to get married. Because mm. then, like, if you have a child that's not, if you have a child from married family, it, it tends to be you know significantly better outcomes. Oh yeah, totally. And that's why there was an incentive for people to get married because if they don't get married and they have children, it's generally poor outcomes mm. well actually since we're going over on time but um <laughs> what do <did> we <laughs> this is why i don't give you toys <laughs> um what do we think of pewdiepie saying he's gonna donate fifty thousand dollars to the adl and then pulling out i thought it was he has good pull game or not uh i think he was being i don't know i feel like this could have been planned well, keep in mind the ADL has already called him anti-Semitic, and I would think he'd already know about this. Oh man, yeah, I think so. he was probably because like you look at that va- look at that picture in his uh, did not like he's like I'm not take I'm not giving you that money now. But why did he want to pledge it to begin with? Get people to pay attention, maybe. No, but he's gonna yeah, but he's already got so many people paying attention to him. Oh no, I think after he lost to like yeah, he hasn't really been serious? the news lately, and this was like everyone was hearing about this, and everyone was flipping out. So he got in the news again. But for bad reasons. Not for bad reasons. He was wanting to donate to... Well, people were going, he's a traitor. He's totally you know, throwing away his values. Because he said in his original statement, this isn't my fight anymore. And it's like, are you selling out? Are you copping out? It doesn't... I mean, it's sending a bad signal. And I don't think people can trust him after this, personally. I think there's a lot of people who don't trust him anymore. Eh. PewDiePie, he's still be doing fine. Oh, I know he will he's be, not, but he's, he's hurting he's, his brand. He's well, on the side. He need to get. He need to do a PR stunt, and I think this was a fine PR stunt. Cause people were paying attention to him. You know, we we're talking about PewDiePie, whereas we wouldn't be talking about him unless he, you know, did some yeah. other stupid thing like. You know, yeah, but you're not talking about him in. Like, there's no such thing as bad publicity unless you. Yes, there Richard is. Spencer to speak. <laughs> oh, okay. Did he, did he get married recently, though? He did. See, that's why you don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit oh, A. Yes. I think it was a bad move on his part, personally. I just think it was stupid. Because now he's, he doesn't look loyal and trustworthy in the eyes of his fans. I think he's breaking that trust. They trust it as somebody that's not going to bow to this. It's not going to you know, pander these people or pay them off. And that's literally what he was about to do. I think, I think it looks so bad. I think one of his like overlords was like, Oh, you need to donate to the ADL. So they, I think it's basically like a blackmail payment. I think it was, I honestly do think so. They were like, okay, yeah, you stop making anti, you know, calling me a racist. Yeah. I'll pay you, you know, 50 grand. And they're like, Ooh, I think he shouldn't have cared. I think he shouldn't have done that. Well, I think he's kind of backed into a corner. Maybe they said they're going to release a new article and get him kicked off of YouTube. 
Uh, it's hard to kick PewDiePie off of YouTube. I know, but we live in cancel culture. We do. It's not impossible. Like you can get kicked off at anything. Anyone get kicked off of anything in this world? Yeah. You're never safe anymore. Well, could okay? Because we were talking about Dave Chappelle a few weeks ago. Do you guys think Dave Chappelle can be canceled? Yeah. Oh yeah, anyone can. You know they they yeah. could they could cancel Donald Trump if they really wanted to off of Twitter. They tried. It's failed. Can't. I don't think you. I don't oh, think you can, you can cancel Trump. I don't think you can. He has too much money, too much power, and too many followers. I don't think you can do it. They well, the won't do it is, because of you're how not going to be able. If you're funny, well, well, if you're funny as a stand-up comedian, there's only so much they could do to you. Like, look at look at look at Louis C.K. He's touring. He's touring right now. Well, they right? can they can kick him off, but I mean, he'll they you know, can. But can they cancel him? They're not going to stop him making money. They're not going to do it. They can't do it because he's funny. He's legitimately funny. Like, I mean, obviously, if you're untalented, they could cancel you. But let's be real. If you're so we can cancel Amy Schumer. Be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're untalented, you should be in the entertainment industry anyway. So you're actually doing all of us a favor. Well, we'll see, in there's that a, regard. There's a difference because, like, you know, if you're a comedian, it's one thing. But, like, you know, uh, Felix, uh, Mr. PewDiePie. He was he he was based on YouTube, and they don't really have any other competing video platforms. He's not going to be able to get on like a Netflix show. People wouldn't watch that. No, they would. No, totally. No, not his content. It would not. It would not translate to real television very well. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And so like, you know, if he loses YouTube, he's done. Realistically, he could do Twitch. How, yeah, they're probably going to ban him there. They ban him off of YouTube. They'll ban you on Twitch at the drop of the hat. Well, I think he has a strong enough following that if he moved to an alt platform, he could probably be one of the few people that could pull people to a competitor. I thought he, I thought he is like on D Live or something. I don't know, but if as long as he's still on YouTube, everybody's going to stay on YouTube. He's going to lose people when he moves. But what I'm saying is, he has such a powerful fan base. That it's it, he has the better chance of surviving. He will probably survive for like a year or two, but his money will just significantly drop. Does he, he need it though? I don't think he does. Uh, I mean, he probably doesn't need it, but it's probably nice. Oh yeah, like his lifestyle probably depends. At least on that, you know. Mm. Yeah. But I think though that I think a lot of people aren't safe though with cancel culture for sure. But I think they're like Phil was saying, if you're funny, people are still gonna tune into but you. But people can make it harder. Comedian. Like if he's not, if Chappelle got canceled on YouTube, you could go and like still make Netflix specials. He'd be fine. But like you know, if a YouTuber, you know, like you know, Mr. Medicare, like uh, Sargon Vakad, they got canceled for, well, Mr. Medicare's already kind of been canceled. So he kind of, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a separate case. Mm. And I think the other thing too is people like Chappelle carry more weight because they make more money than, let's say, a Sargon. The Sargon's got like, what, million subscribers? Chappelle has millions and millions and millions of people that tune into his Netflix special. And, mil- and, and he's, going, he's touring around the country and millions of people are buying tickets. And paying him a lot of money, so he's got a lot heavier load there. Oh yeah, like they definitely like it definitely matters more for like Chappelle, because he actually gets like real money. You know, subscriber, they don't pay you much. 
You yeah. don't really pay anything for the vast it's majority free. of them. They, yeah, you just watch. Some people might go and pay you like a donation or something a month, but like super nothing. But so like one, you know, so Chappelle fan pays significantly more than like you know a PewDiePie fan. Yeah, and that's where I think because they, you know, money buys you independence. You need that, and that's where like Louis C.K. is a good example. Where yeah, Louis C.K. is not as mainstream maybe he used to be but he can easily come back if he gets a gig somewhere like where he puts his specials out that's where he can overcome it oh yeah i mean i do think at some point that anyone like if you do something egregious enough you can be canceled like even even like louis ck or you'd have to do something really bad like let's say if Chappelle like if raped he, somebody yeah yeah the me too stuff if there was like an actual like serious sexual thing mm. like what happened with um louis ck which was weird but it wasn't really you know he didn't like he has wiggle room out of that yeah like he didn't do anything like really egregious like harvey weinstein stuff you yeah. do something like that and, you know See, that's a case where you know harvey is super wealthy has so much power but he doesn't have you know talent that people will like tune into like comedy or something like that so you can't, he doesn't have, let's say, redeemable trait. And on top of that, he did something that's so irredeemable that he can't come back. Like, he just can't. Well, rightfully so. Well, yeah, I know. Well, to be fair, we haven't seen how many, like, this has just been like a year after that's that. That's true. But he's going to get put in prison. Hopefully. Well, well, to be fair, look at what happened with uh, Epstein. OJ. Or Epstein. Like Epstein, he went to prison for, you know, sexual misdeeds and he went back into mainstream. You know, they just accepted him. Well, that's also because his uh, stuff was kept a little more quiet. and they nah, didn't have they the, knew he was a sex offender. Yeah, but they didn't have all these women, all these charges like they did now. It's It was like a little... Like, back then, it was kind of more like a slap on the wrist. Now, it's like, no, you're he, done. He did prison time for that. He did, but it was like nothing. I know, but like, still, he did he did do some bad And he's not stuff. a celebrity, too, that requires a fan base. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's that's true. It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. It depends who you are and what you are, how much money you have, how much fan. Like it's it's a lot of factors. That's what I'm saying. It's interesting about the whole cancel culture thing. So we're talking about that in Sam's class, and I posted a, a discussion question on like how social media has affected it. I think that's you know because wouldn't we agree that yeah people could get canceled in the back you know back in the back back in the day like let's say um oh, let me think of an example like. I guess OJ, you could say, was canceled. Or he went, well, yeah, I mean, if yeah, if you do something like murder someone, yeah. You, <laughs> you, you kind you of are kind done. Of get canceled, but that yeah. was before social media. That was just with TV. Well, yeah. And we still kind of as a society said, yeah, you're not playing sports again. Well, look at but now. now we can, like with social media, just everybody can just bring up stuff, berate somebody, take them down. You know, and 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 then other forces can now sort of pour, you know, fuel on this fire because these social movements, like me too, are somewhat organic, but also somewhat manufactured, oh, yeah. somewhat controlled. Oh yeah, I think there's a lot of manufacturing in there. Yeah, because look, they probably start from some honest intentions, like a journalist oh, yeah. or people started saying Weinstein, stuff, but know? then some big people that hated Harvey probably went hard on it, pushed it. And got something. I'm not saying this would happen, but I'm just speculating, guessing stuff. You know, spitballing in my opinion here. You know, and that's what people need to understand. Is like things are more controlled than we realize. Yeah, who is that? Yeah, who's who's that guy who has been me too? Yeah, was it Rob Schneider? Uh, I don't know. Oh, was, was he the foot guy? Yeah, the foot guy. <laughs> 
not a podiatrist, an actual. Foot yeah, he had lover. like. Yeah, dude, I had to show you a funny meme of that, but uh, I think it was Rob Schneider, or it was maybe it wasn't him. No, it wasn't Rob Schneider. That was the dude from uh, Deuce Bigelow. Mm-hmm. It was no, it was the other Schneider guy who was like on iCarly and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. How's, about. How has he not been me too? Like, Make- there's so much evidence on um, like. <laughs> I don't want to say too much because I don't want to be sued, but uh, <laughs> look into that. Like, they had that whole thing where it was, like, the iCarly theme song, like, mi- mixed in with, like, all the stuff that he did, supposedly, allegedly, oh, really? to people. Like, there was that one, like, hot, like, person who got, like, knocked up at, like, 16, and it's like, oh, who's really the daddy of this person? And they, like... Well, at know. the same time, look at how long R. Kelly got away with his stuff. Yeah, like, they've and known about that And he would talk about, about so years. openly, yeah. And he got away with it for years. Well, see, no wonder, like, you know, Hollywood types hate men. Because they, they're surrounded by all these disgusting men who, like, abuse women mm. and girls and little boys. Well, that's where feminists are born, is they have a bad experience with a man. And then they go, because I've known people there like this. I've seen it. And then they'll, they'll, they'll generalize all men that way. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. Guess, You're stereotyping. Well, it's like if you get bit by a dog. You know, you get if you go out and you're a kid, you get bit, and you get bit by a dog. A lot of these people, they'll be scarred for life. Mm. They'll always be afraid of dogs unless they take like serious like therapy on that. And I think a lot of feminists are like that. You know, they'll be like sexually assaulted, or you know, they have a bad experience with like a overly masculine man, or whatever they whatever case may be, and then they'll have this negative stereotype. Mm. Now, here's actually I'll talk about one more thing because we've been talking about this. Um, Interesting question about, you know, how do women stop this in a way? What should they do? Stop what? Stop men from like, you know, being, you know, sexually harassing them or sexually, making any sexual advances on them. How do they stop this effectively? Well, they, uh, you know, we have, you know, report them. You know, if they're doing something like, you know, one, tell them to stop. This isn't fun. They do it again. Report them. Mm. Depending on what they do, like, you know, if someone, like, grabs you, like, unwanted, then you need to just go and, like, you know, slap them and then, you know, call the police. Here's an interesting thought can get us in trouble. Um, You know, I think every guy will admit this. It is different when, let's say, a, you know, an old man um, starts grabbing a girl inappropriately than when a woman starts grabbing a man. Would we agree there's a difference? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, should absolutely. they be, if these things happen to a man and a woman, should those crimes be have different consequences? No. 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 I don't think so. If you get sexually uh, harassed, like, yeah, that happened to me before. I was, uh, remember one time I was at the store and I told... You've been me too? I had this, like... <laughs> Old woman like squeezed my butt. I'm not even joking. I was at I was at like a giant, and I told my girlfriend she called me like a like a sissy. Like, really? Yeah, it was, it was not my current girl. It was an ex girlfriend. Oh. But yeah, I was made fun of like when I was little. You know. Wow. You know, That's sexism. That. She's like, oh, she was probably you know mistook. He was like, nah, there was a there was a firm squeeze there. <laughs> a firm squeeze. Yeah, but like Were you me too. Well, you know, it's the opposite. You know, no one cares about man, you know, if they get... Sexually. See what I'm saying? Even society does has a different standard for it, even if they don't admit it. Oh, yeah. Like, look how many women's well, shelters there are, and look how many men's. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, it's more of a problem among women. Well, are yeah. you sure well, about uh, that? 
Probably. And let's be real. There's there's definitely a power. There's like a size and a power element too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, if I like, 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 if if a woman sexually harasses me, it's like it's more cute and it's more like it's more playful, I guess. Mm. But there's not that that doesn't scare me at all. Like if they try to do something crazy, I'm just like, okay, get out of my way. Oh yeah, but see, Um, then the woman, they have ways to psychologically manipulate you. Say, oh well, if you don't. You know, do this, you know, insert here. I will report you for, yep. you know, sexually harassing me. Yeah, and but then, it's different. That's scary. It's different though. because there's a, there's a physical fear. Like mm. if women, have, there's a physical, like the fear of, of a man overpowering her and then having his way with her and then shoving something inside her. And then just like, yeah, you know, there's just, there's that physical, yeah, I mean, that element of fear there that, that is not there. And there's also different damages, you know, when yeah. a guy gets touched the wrong way, he's not going to be emotionally devastated and traumatized. But mm-hmm. when it happens to a girl and the sad reality is, is that they get just emotionally distraught, traumatized, and it's more damaging to them. That's part of that. I mean, really, that's part of the, that's part of that fear, power, control element. There. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 what that's that that's a lot. What that's what makes it scary for women. Really, well, yeah. see, women can still have you know, like let's say your boss is a woman. Mm. You know, they can do like yeah, you know, that would be really uncomfortable if they were like, you know, cause they could do some really nasty stuff, and then you know, you'd feel so you would feel so ashamed if you like you know. Generally, a man would feel ashamed of like even reporting that or even talking about mm. that because no one would believe them. Mm. You know, I think they had like yeah. an episode of King of the Hill about this, and, and it's <laughs> you know I love that show because there's so many you know Red stuff pills. you could uh, apply to Common Day, and that would be yeah. one of them. Like I mean, where I think Hank yeah, is but, like sexually assaulted by a female police officer, and like Peggy makes fun of him, <laughs> and, and that was the thing. It shows like you know it can happen to men. Like sure, you know you won't find like a man getting overpowered in most cases by a woman but they can still be you know victimized Mm. i I always think that's interesting to talk about because we all like to think like at least the left does men and women can be equal can be the same but the reality is is that you know on you know just by nature we're different people yeah man but i i do think there is uh you know yeah sure like the, you can't be you know, generally, you know, I mean, there's obviously some cases over here where people can be repaired, like if it's, if the man's disabled, especially, mm. but it's, you know, definitely, definitely different, but I think it can happen. And a lot of times it's people don't pay attention to if a man, if a man gets victimized or abused by a woman, mm. you know, cause I think that that's like another way, you know, some women can abuse men cause like of that expectation where if you get abused as a man, Society makes you out to be a lesser man. You know, like, you know how bad that would feel? Mm. You know, being abused as a man's just like, you know, who are you going to say? Oh, like this woman abused you like that. That's sort of like the mentality. And, you know, women, you know, women, they're smart. You know, they can do a lot of honestly, like women can be very good at manipulating more. Oh, Trojan War. (laughs) I said something else. No, the Trojan War. You know, with Troy and um, who was in there? The Trojan horse. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. It was all over, like, Helen of Troy, like, being Helen of Troy and deciding to find another man because of some, mm. I don't know. It was, it was probably fake, but it was a good story nonetheless. But, uh, yeah, that, that's that's definitely something. I don't know what was going on about that, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, sir, if you called in, you can call back in again. We'll talk off air, and then we can put you live if you want. Um, I gave a disclaimer beforehand that if you call in, we'll put you on. So, um, if you'd like to come back on, please do. We can talk things out. Yeah, what time I'll is wait it? a few more minutes, so if you yeah. are interested, just, again, call on the line. We can just talk to you. Yeah, like we should have a Q&A, too. Yeah, like that'd be cool. Wants to go, yeah, if anybody wants to, like, you know, contact like contact us with, like, a question or something like that. Yeah, we could could be too. not even related to this. Could be just some random stuff. Yeah, like, how's, how's the weather yeah. over there, you know? Eat anything spicy today? We, we went out to that Five Guys place. <laughs> we did go to Five Guys. Yeah, nice little burger. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. They're getting expensive. They're getting ridiculously expensive. Like, mm. I remember when it was $5 for a Five Guys burger. That's why it was called Five Guys, I think. Mm. $5, Five Guys. Now it's Seven genders. Guys. No, not really. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's seven, like, twenty-five. I think, for just a plain hamburger and, like, $8 for, like, a cheeseburger and, like, almost $9 for a bacon cheeseburger. Like, yeah, they're good burgers, but, like... That's a little bit much. Mm. You know, that's that's a lot. Like, you know, for a decent burger, I think $5 was a good price point. It's like Subway now. You, you better than, you've been to Subway recently? It's mm, like... I have, actually, a few months ago. Yeah, you get like a... Uh, it's no, no longer a $5 foot long. It's like $6, six-inch sub and a drink. Mm. And, you know, that's that's ridiculous. And it's not like the food's that expensive, like, to get it now. Maybe it's because of the minimum wage hikes. Could be. Actually, could be. I'm thinking that's probably, you know, mostly what it's from because there, there's no reason why it should be that expensive. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.